0: This podcast is brought to you by patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. Head there to check out exclusive podcasts like Talking Futurama, Talking of the Hill, the What a Cartoon Movie podcast, and tons more. I heartily endorse this event or product.
1: Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the podcast that hasn't caused a single murder-suicide. I'm your host, Cybertronic Ultrabot Bob Mackey, and this is our chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who is here with me today as always. Henry
0: Gilbert, and I am missing the back of my head. I think you could cut me some slack, okay?
1: And who do we have on the line? Our special guest today.
2: Hey Cha-Cha, I got more features than a NASA relief map of Turkmenistan. Eric Siska. Uh, I'm a cousin of Dennis Miller.
1: That's why I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) And this week's episode is Treehouse of Horror 12.
3: Hey, Flatters gave us toothpaste. Mini toothpaste.
1: This episode originally aired on November 6, 2001. And as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. (gasps)
0: Oh boy, Bobby, happy week after Halloween, the first episode of 24 debuts right after this cartoon. The Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in Game 7 of the World Series, and Britney Spears' third album, Britney, is released. And of course, this also, just to give you uh, an update (laughs) of where we are in the world, in November of 2001, the invasion of Afghanistan is going strong, we're really taking it to the Taliban. The Patriot Act was passed two weeks ago, so... It's a great time in America. <laughs> they made all oh of our- Oh man, right after 9-11. You know, I think I've got a
2: specific sort of 9-11 story for you guys that I feel like ties in with The Simpsons. I grew up like two hours outside of New York City and my father always hated the city. It was it always reminded me of Homer versus New York City because <laughs> he thought it was a cesspool full of chuds and whatnot. But eventually he gets a job interview, right? And he just, you know, he's going to go down there for the job interview. He's running a little late, but you know, whatever. And he gets there and it's the Deutsche Bank building right next to the World Trade Center on 9-11 and he's down on the ground (laughs) during 9-11. Wow. Oh my God. Oh God, my, it, yeah, just it's just so funny. Of all people, for that to happen to the one guy that already didn't like New York, um, <laughs> oh but he God. was fine. He, he survived, and uh, yeah, it's, wow. it was a nine eleven was a monumental day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. we wanted. Well, I didn't realize we were getting such a perfect guest for our first Simpsons after nine eleven episode. But boy,
1: uh, wow. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, uh, we're talking about all the stuff that happened. Boy, you know that Patriot Act. If anything in your life is three times more complicated and confusing than it has to be, it's because of the Patriot Act. Like, why does this need a form? Why do I need three forms of ID? Why does this form of ID not count? It's because of the Patriot Act. And one clause of the Patriot Act was no creepy credits for an entire year. Mm-hmm. George W. Bush kicked creepy credits to the curb. <laughs> the I curve.
2: was going to ask about that because I thought it was really distracting how they weren't there, but I guess after 9-11 they didn't want blood and scream and yeah. shit like that in the names.
0: Yeah, they uh, on the commentary they joked that it's like they said they they were doing it out of like respect, but They also said, like, oh, if we had had it, we'd have all had jokes about, like, the Twin Towers or whatever, which, like, no, you would not. Nobody (laughs) (laughs) joked about that in November. Like, every TV channel, uh, like, I remember uh, people were, because we hit the 20th anniversary recently, people were sharing it. But those, like, NBC, for example, had the, like, tinkly music, and they're like, "Your friends. They're back, too. We're all back. And we're going
1: to make uh, it. And it's all like, the sitcom characters hugging each other. Yes, a lot of hugs, a lot of hu-
0: They
2: should have done, the like Matt Groening's name in the credits should have just had like the two towers
1: falling as the two T's. <laughs> <and Matt.
0: laughs> Prove we're past it. We'd Prove have to
1: we- wait for like Wonder Shows and to get 9-11 jokes on TV. That's true. Yeah, they.
0: <laughs> I felt like they were the first on like American TV. Obviously, if you were on the internet uh, in the most, you know, black-pilled edgelord parts of the internet oh, yeah. on, on 9-11 <laughs> the day, you were probably seeing yeah. jokes about I it,
1: think the next it, day, like it, on something awful, you could watch people running away from the smoldering tower set to Benny Hill music. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and, and, and in that world uh, you know, the planes didn't hit the
1: towers, a couple of raffle copters did. Uh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, but, that was the internet 9-11.
0: Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, to the, yeah, I think, you know, that Patriarch thing also makes me think, like, if Bin Laden's plan was to inconvenience every American for the rest of their lives, and he won. Bin Laden won, and he yeah. made our lives worse, you know? Yeah. like
1: Everything <laughs> kind of, I, feel, I still feel like American culture is just, it's been stagnant since. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It was a terrible time yeah. to become an adult, and yeah, that Patriot Act. I think recently in California, they recently said, okay, everybody needs to get a new a new driver's license or a new photo ID to fly by this date, and that has to be Patriot Act related. It's like it's got yeah. like a special sticker on it or Wanna something. Get, yeah,
2: get with, with a star on it. The, yeah, the, the real ID. Yeah, I um, I had the option to upgrade to that, and I just did with my New York license. I just renewed. So, so you know, just getting ready for the next <laughs> line and procedure and form. And checkpoint
1: yeah it's like Homer's not insane sticker or stamp it's like <laughs> yeah. not a terrorist see yeah. I've got I've got the uh, star on mine you can't mm-hmm. even see it now the
0: uh, well and also like the the news for this one like is so this is after 9/11 like 24 you would think it was an inside job and the, the people on 24 knew because they were so ready for like oh yeah this is a show about torturing terrorists this the terrorist the torturing show is great uh but it was it seriously was produced before 911 11 cuz like the villain in it is like a Slobodan Milošević stand-in in of the first year of not uh, I only watched the first two seasons of 24 uh, and in the second season that's when they're like no it's muslims we're we're uh, the muslims <laughs> are the bad guys but not I, in season 1 I somehow watched almost all
2: twenty four, I think I fell off by the final seasons, maybe the final two or whatever, but I, I was just a Kiefer head, you know, mm-hmm. it was a hard time for a Kiefer head. Cause you're like, well, he shouldn't be
0: breaking their necks,
2: but he's breaking necks.
0: Yeah. Well, you, we, you know, it was a weird time. We were all like, well, yeah, this fictional guy, he's he, he, I know that it's fine for him to like cut this guy's head off and presented a decapitated <laughs> head to somebody did, to did get
2: that show. The, the slightest amount of credit. They did eventually have a storyline where the President was evil. Yeah, so they were a little yeah. ahead of something. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, all
0: sorry, I'll take that back. All presidents have been evil. My bad. Yeah. Well, that well that was actually. I remember working at a, a video store here in Berkeley when I first moved here, and some people there were like, "I I feel bad rating twenty four, but it's such a fun show." And and then I said, "Well, it does have the then mythical idea of a black president, which was very progressive then." So I was like, "Well, you know, it's it's kind of both sides, you know? They got a black president <laughs> in it." And But no, it's the though at at the end of the second season, they also the spoilers for season two of uh, 24. The actual (laughs) villains who were manipulating the um, jihadists (laughs) were an oil company and white guys. Okay, so they. But it really felt. But again, that was like Dick Cheney's favorite TV show. That and and (laughs) famously, but and and that episode that debuted, it actually has a terrorist crash a plane in the first episode. I cannot believe it. But (laughs) well, and also yes. Well, this episode was debuted by the other news story, the Game 7 thing, uh, which is 9-11 related as well. You're like, oh, why was this Halloween episode four days after Halloween? Uh, and it's because the World Series was delayed by uh, the, as uh, and, and it was everybody thought the Yankees were going to win the World Series after 9-11. And it's like, yeah, coming back New York strong. And in Game 7, the Arizona Diamondbacks, a new team, a relatively new <laughs> team, beats the them. And it was kind of uh, the fairy tale ending was snatched away as well. <laughs>
1: uh, dark times for all of us. But hey, Britney Spears' third album—if yes. she did what every one of these singers does—her third album is like I've grown up and I'm s- even sexier now, which is why this one has "I'm a slave for you" That's on it. the One,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> I- and I read a
1: shocking, uh, shocking quote about this album from Slant Magazine's review, and the uh, the reviewer says, "quote It's time for Spears to quit being such a cock tease and cook." something up that will satisfy the ever vacillating hype machine jesus yeah this slut yeah
2: that's the (laughs) the trajectory of of pop singers right it's like i'm a baby i'm a sexy baby (laughs) i'm an even sexier baby i'm an old sexy baby
1: i mean i think usually the cycle is i'm a baby i'm a sexy baby i'm dead um, yes that's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> britney avoided that but no that man i i mean that was how every people were writing back then you just uh, i can't believe it's insane that that was calling <laughs> calling britney spears a cock tease in the the review of her album is insane to me but <laughs> that also i mean the uh, her. Again, mixed in with my 9-11 experience day, which I was in Florida, so it was just a thing I saw on TV, but... You were uh, working at a, uh, an airstrip. You were training uh, people <laughs> how to fly. That, you know. uh, but mixed in with it was, so the night before, I remember watching like E! News and they're like, yeah, the uh, Emmys to- tomorrow night. Is Sopranos going to win? And, and then they're also saying like Britney Spears, she's trying a little too hard with this snake routine. It was her like two days before 9-11, she's on the MTV Awards thing, dancing with like a giant python wrapped around her. Mm-hmm. I remember something said that's enough send them in (laughs) he he made the final order like
1: my my two uh, very minor 9-11 stories are uh, I had class that morning I was in college it was like a telecommunications class and I think on the way into the class the professor heard well yeah a a plane hit a building or something so he used that like as a metaphor like oh uh, let's say you're covering an emergency situation and a plane hits a building and he's talked about like what the news does and he I I don't think he knew the severity (gasps) of the situation Like, yeah some some plane hit a building and then once I leave class I I find out, and then all classes are canceled. But most importantly, my anime night was canceled that night. Uh, Again, yes. no creepy credits, no anime night. The t- <laughs> uh, Osama bin Laden, all of his dreams came true. We're living in yeah. hell. You He's- know, like I,
2: on, on, I did not go to school on 9/11 morning because I was helping plant. No, I'm. Uh, I, <laughs> my grandmother went. To, see, there was such a lot happened to me on 9/11. Uh, th- my grandmother went to the hospital. We. Had, very extended family, you know, kind of ethnic town to bring it to this episode. <laughs> yes. So like I lived with my grandparents, great grandparents in addition to my parents. And she goes to the hospital, I, I, you know, I wake up, my, my mother's like, we're not going to school today, we're gonna go visit her in the hospital and it's gonna be a whole thing. And then I turn on the TV. And I, I kind of just start laughing at seeing a hole in a building because you don't <laughs> see a hole in a building every day. And the theory was, even on those newscasts, we're like, oh, like maybe a small plane uh, hit this. So you're just imagining some, some you know, set in a pilot drunk out of his mind or something. And it's, you know, it's a little little something. And then uh, then I, I, I tell my mother, and she's like, oh, uh, you know, your father's down, going down there. Uh, and every, But everything was fine. But, you know, I mean, my grandmother made it through the day. <laughs> I was watching all the footage in the in the hospital where I spent most of the day and it was pretty surreal didn't see pops on the screen so that was <laughs> that's good but yeah he, everyone turned out okay my grandmother would later die at, an, at another
0: date uh, well uh, we you know that that's something also on this show that we uh when somebody died when we find out a, a famous person like died in 2001 we're like and then we always ask ourselves was it before or after did they see 9-11 or did right. they not yeah, yeah.
1: jack uh, jack lemon he missed it well that's good He did a blessed life <laughs> uh but but <laughs> I e- envy him so much. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I do, I, uh, I don't want to blame 9-11, but for, for my falling interest in Simpsons, but I do think there was like, it didn't help. I don't think that uh, in, in 2000, in late 2001, I, I remember not liking this treehouse as much, uh, as previous ones, though. Now when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's a good, it's fine. Little treehouse I've, I've seen worse, but I think too, it was like, we had to go before this treehouse aired, we ran through like seven weeks of his satire dead or jokes dead, like Simpsons can a show like Simpsons even be funny? And I wasn't even thinking about how we had a uh, this show. This cartoon was finished for like months before uh, this this episode would
1: have aired. I yeah. think we even had like a more somber Daily Show theme. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, we all saw <laughs> was, John Stewart cry.
2: Yeah, yeah. For all the younger listeners out there, or people from far-flung lands that may or may not have helped plan the events of that day, <laughs> it was quite chilling in America afterwards. Everything was somber for week for weeks for months American flags everywhere people started putting them on their cars like everyone's just driving around with American flags which I have I, I wouldn't see again until uh, these Trump
0: rallies yes yeah, the American, yeah it was it was like oh everybody holds up the flag now kind of thing yes
1: yeah, so. one one last thing I remember just now is that uh, the day after 9-11 my local newspaper just uh, printed one big American flag on one page so like if you need a flag here's a flag wow. and people left those up until I left Ohio in 2010 so i feel like that's kind of desecrating the flag to have some just shitty <laughs> print out from a newspaper yellowing uh, in your okay. window but what's he gonna do burn it and, you uh, know p- <laughs> did you burn it nah. i didn't i didn't actually have the paper but i just saw the yellowed <laughs> flags everywhere all over town
2: Oh man. Yeah. The American flag, it just, it, 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 it went onto new objects folks that, that it wasn't previously on. And they're still there. Like New York city subway cars have a big fat American flag on some of them. And
0: it's just like, all right, how retro now is what you think like yeah yeah, no at at my florida airport like at the tsa which is where you suffer the most because of 9-11 these days (laughs) seriously have like a flag that's like this is a flag that was burned at the trade center something or it's 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 like a tattered flag that was supposedly uh damaged on 9-11 i was like but we're in florida why are we putting this here like this has nothing to do (laughs) i mean
1: i guess it happened to all america but well i mean so people in power Uh, I think they can't play the 9-11 card anymore because uh, it's been said on this podcast before, but a 9-11's worth of people dies every day of Omicron and COVID and every variant. So it's just like, yeah, we're having 9-11 every day, buddy, since 2020. It's Mm. like, you can't play this card anymore. It's expired. Well, and and also I think another thing that helped
0: is that, uh, or uh, hastened to that lack of caring, Rudy Giuliani, like, um, just is nothing. Like, he is a a horrifying mummy now who embarrasses everybody. He's <laughs> just <laughs> leaking oil.
2: God, if you just shut up. and just like receded into the background he could have had like i don't know a a legacy a memory of some kind that wasn't completely embarrassing
0: it's crazy he thought he'd get the 2008 nomination and then after he didn't get that he's just like no buddy but he you were there in new in the in the new york area for when he was america's mayor and every and everybody hated him before that day didn't they like yeah yes yeah everyone hated
2: him I, i think that's also just like being New York City mayor as well. I think it's just, you, you hate that guy no matter what they're up to.
0: It ha- it happened to de Blasio. It's happening to Eric Adams now. But uh, yeah, no, nobody likes him. But so I definitely though remember watching this when it was new. And yeah, it was just, uh, maybe I, I didn't receive it well just because like we were all in, uh, or I was still in just a level, some level of like shock from, from September 11th, maybe. I don't know. But it wasn't the right place to receive this episode.
1: I right? remember someone enjoying it. Now going back to it, I think the middle segment is, like, one of the all-time funniest ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really strong. Yeah, but... The house? The house of wax, yeah. I'll, yeah, I
2: I totally agree. I think that is the strong point. I think the, the weakest part of this episode is the Harry Potter spoof.
1: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah.
0: No, that was... Honestly, that was another of those moments where I was like, in 2001, I think this sucks. Because I was like, I, I didn't know nothing about Harry Potter. I was not looking forward to those movies. Were you a Johnny-come-lately to the Harry Potter franchise? I was. Well, yes, this is... I, uh, this is the most embarrassing arc (laughs) of all of like, so 2001, don't give a crap about Harry Potter. By 2004, the Prisoner of Azkaban film comes out, and I do really like that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. And then uh, my f- uh, close friend of mine, she got super into reading it, and she's like, no, come on, read it. And then I got into the books. I, got, I read books five through seven. I read book seven on release day. I was one of those oh. guys. And... and now you know that
2: uh, <laughs> the, the Jews are goblins that hoard yes. money or whatever is going on in that book series. Uh... She has
1: lots of opinions. Yeah. As for me, well, I mean, we'll get to it. But uh, as Seymour Skinner would say, I'm a Johnny Come Notley when it comes to the uh, Harry Potter yeah. series. Despite Same. I, uh, I, I
2: watched the first uh, like. Two movies in the theaters, to me, I, you know, when you say something like, oh, it's a wizard coming by and he's got magic powers, but then he's standing next to a car. It just it just deflates me for some reason. <laughs> I could never really get into Harry Potter. So I actually, I watched Prisoner of Azkaban for the first time, like two years ago, which is insane. And then I still haven't gone through the rest of the series because it exhausted me, honestly, but uh, we might be doing them as commentaries for uh-huh. We Ate Movies on our Patreon coming up.
0: No, it's uh yeah, there's uh it's so loaded with stuff. Somebody pointed out a great uh it was that Sean uh, just account on Twitter who also does cool videos. This British guy whose picture is a skull and and that's the joke. He had never read the Harry Potter books uh, until recently for a project. He read all of them uh, for a video project and he pointed out that the final sentence of the last book that before the epilogue, not the final sentence of the epilogue, but the final sentence of the last regular chapter is Harry wishing that his slave would make him a sandwich. Like Harry Potter had inherited a slave <laughs> elf. Uh, what? So house elves are slaves in that world. and, okay. um, and But Harry- they've got
1: a good attitude about it. Uh, you know. House elf. Okay.
0: They kind it. of, yeah, like yes house elves are owned by <laughs> oh, people boy. and you know mm-hmm. some people want to free them in that world including the jk rowling stand in hermione but a lot of the house elves are kind of too dumb to know they should be free and they like no i like being a house elf which is like yeah that's super loaded and somehow in see, in the seventh book harry inherits a house elf and instead of instantly freeing him he orders him around and tells him to make him a sandwich wow
2: (laughs) that now is i forget what the movies are. do they take they take place in like contemporary times though right like 19 something right they they actually take place in the 80s they take place in
0: the 90s because harry potter has like if you google harry potter birthday it is a very specific birthday like i believe it's in 1990 or 1980 i mean uh bob you you just look it up here you're typing away (laughs) (laughs) i gotta know No. <laughs>
2: so in the 1990s you could still have a, a house elf as your indentured or slave.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, you own them. They're a person you own. Harry yeah. Potter, uh, uh, born in 1980. 1980, I did remember wow. correctly. Yeah, he's uh, so a Far- millennial. <laughs> he's, he's a 42-year-old wizard cop now is what he became. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry to spoil all of the end of Harry Potter for people, but well, then on top of that, J.K. Rowling, super transphobe now, fucker. Like, that's what I say. But um, but also, like, uh, it's funny, too, that in two years after this episode, she be a guest on the show mm-hmm. uh for the episode of the regina monologues which is their ode to the uk and john swartzwalder's
1: last episode
0: what a shitty last episode that <laughs> is man that sucks and uh and i guess also i uh, uh before we start just a little content warning the show uses the term quote-unquote gypsy in this that's the one said uh that is you know a slur now we all yeah. understand that's a slur for the funny mm-hmm. people we wouldn't say we talked all about this in our hunchback yeah time. Dame uh, podcast too. It was a different time. Like that word
1: was on McDonald's toys. Yes, in 1996. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was totally fine like my grandmother
2: i was talking about before like she would always be like oh look out the, the gypsies might come and take you if you misbehave so <laughs> it was still definitely prevalent i guess it's sort of like the house
0: elf thing in the 90s yeah. you know my mom my mom also when i was a little kid jokingly said we're gonna sell you to the gypsies was like if you're bad you're gonna sell you yeah. like she she's apologized since for that she didn't she shoot a statement yeah. <laughs> I, I got that all the
2: time uh being from you know family from uh you know old europe that came over and it, it was it was less joking it was more sincere like, mm. and then you you see these old timers from old europe and they're like i bet they do know a gypsy <laughs>
0: but uh but uh oh and i guess yeah, had this episode directed by jim and the supervising director at the time which feels like a lot of work but i think they've I I have a feeling from the context on the commentary that they say like the supervising director probably had to oversee so much on a Treehouse episode anyway with all the new designs and everything that probably it was just faster like I'll just be the director on it.
1: They used to have three directors and three writers for every one of these and now it's just one director and one writer.
0: Which they, Gene, does Gene on the commentary literally say it was to save money or is that just the assumption we're making? I I think it
1: was just too much work to split it all up and coordinate mm -hmm. and everything like that. If you give
0: it all to the same writer, then you also only pay one writer instead of three writers. I I feel bad though because that you know lets only one person write a, a Halloween episode instead of like everybody gets to take part in it. But maybe it wasn't so special to the writers, the regular writers anymore.
2: what well, Do you think they just like they help punch it up and then they just give credit to one person? well yeah. that's every
1: episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, the yeah. entire staff works on it, but it's like we've been told that 33% of your original script is what's kept in. Mm. Everything else is punched up and deleted and. Moved Moved around by the room.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. The Simpsons will be right back.
3: Whoa, Millhouse, that frozen black cherries turned your tongue black. (laughs) My tongue's black too.
0: Let me try.
4: Let's have (laughs) black Uh. (laughs) (laughs)
3: tongues.
4: This Halloween, the Simpsons are at Burger King. Now in every big kids meal you can get a Simpson's spooky light up. They gleam, they scream, and you can collect all 15 at Burger King. Where else?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well patsy you've done it again and welcome to the break for this week's episode it's henry gilbert here and a big thank you to our guest eric Sizga of the we hate movies podcast and also the hooked on tj hooker podcast you should check out both those things if you enjoy him and we always enjoy having eric on the show so thank you again eric and a big thank you to all of our supporters at patreon.com slash talking simpsons because supporters there for just five bucks a month help me and bob do this as our full-time jobs and those five dollar a month subscribers don't just get that kind of satisfaction they also get tons of exclusives each month on patreon.com slash talking simpsons they get a brand new episode of talking futurama and Talking of the hill of us doing the same thing we do for simpsons for futurama and king of the hill we're deep into season three on futurama and we're just in the middle of season two on king of the hill you're gonna have a great time hearing those as well as our giant back catalog of exclusive podcast miniseries covering series like mission hill the critic and batman the animated series check it all out at patreon.com slash talking simpsons but if you want something nicer than various types of eggs then you should sign up at that $10 level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons you get all the $5 things I just mentioned and then once a month you get our awesome what a cartoon movie podcast me and Bob have a side podcast we call what a cartoon where we cover an animated series super in depth just like we do the simpsons and at the end of each month we cover a different animated feature film super in depth but you can only hear the often 5 hour long podcast of us talking about films if you're a $10 and up- subscriber at patreon.com slash talking simpsons this month you're going to hear me and bob talk for over five hours about south park bigger longer and uncut as chosen by our patrons the month before that lion king 2 simba's pride and next month you'll get to hear us talk about the disney golden age classic pinocchio over three years and 230 hours of what a cartoon movie podcasts are at your fingertips if you are at that ten dollar level and don't forget you get all the five dollar things too check it all out at patreon.com com/slash/talking/simpsons Uh, but this episode begins with a uh, cold open. I like Burns being cruel to Smithers, and it's funny that it's set in kind of regular Simpsons instead of uh, any kind of new universe. I like that Burns' uh, Halloween decoration is one single tiny orange fake bat, like a, or Batsy, the bat.
1: <laughs> any, any Burns in this area is welcome to me because Mike Scully kind of forgot about him yeah. in seasons nine through 12. We're in 13 now. Al Jean is going to use Burns a lot more in his years. Mm, the Burns... Burns era is about to begin, or the sorry, the Gene era is about to yeah. begin. Uh,
0: you know, one of the last Scully episodes is the hunka of, hunk of Burns in love when they realize they could do Viagra jokes through Burns. <laughs> that's when they
1: <laughs> new uh, material.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we we done every joke we can about Burns except his dick, but the uh, <laughs> though also, Bur- well, i have heard say- about his
1: lethargic sperm. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. I should save this thought for when we do that actual episode. But Burns's penis is so tiny. What I mean, what does uh, it being hard? What's even the point? I mean you know it's like it's a hard acorn and,
1: and the- wow this is going to be uh, rated explicit on itunes yeah. okay. my
0: man comes dust <laughs> all right but anyway so uh Burns makes Smithers go up top. Uh Smithers falls, hits a high voltage sign that has the skull and crossbones as Burns' face, which is pretty I like that design too. And so Smithers explodes, that explodes an entire crypt of the Burns family. And great I like the animation of all the uh caskets just flying out. That's good. I like having a mausoleum like a few steps from your front door. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> you know, it's just like the Adams family. They have their own graveyard yeah. on the property too.
1: Yeah. I was waiting for a funnier skeleton these are all just like period skeletons i thought one would be just a real crazy joke but i guess they all have burned skulls
0: i i suppose that's just the joke yeah there there should be i mean shouldn't there be a nazi guy a guy in a nazi uniform in that or Or, or like or like a kaiser-esque you know like a prussian or something (laughs) yeah Yeah. actually that's better that's even older (laughs) Uh, and then the Simpsons family walks up. They at first when I saw Homer and Marge, I was like, "Oh yeah, they're the full Flintstones." Like, no, no, no. It's just Marge and Homer are uh, Fred and Wilma, but Bart is a Gene Kelly style hobo, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that style hobo has definitely gone by
2: the wayside. I guess probably as you know, society becomes more conscious to the <laughs> literal plight of homeless be- people across the country but uh man do i love a good hobo
1: <laughs> we just covered the episode that has a hobo framing device in that he asked for sponge baths in exchange for stories that's right <laughs> wow yeah in airing order it's
0: back to back the hobo the hobo telling the stories and then <laughs> bart dressed as a hobo perhaps he was influenced by it
1: our last pre-9-11 memories were of that singing hobo <sighs> yep yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: and uh lisa and maggie are two-headed girl as well i think uh is it is it a? Uh, I
1: think with two heads,
0: thing with two heads. I okay, think so. the Ray Milon thing.
1: Yeah. Along with the creepy credits, I, I felt this was censored too. When the Simpsons are scared by the uh, you know exploding coffins and they run through Burns's gate, cutting themselves into the slivers, they're oddly clean. Like yeah. there's no midsection gore that I think they would definitely revel in if this was uh, a different time. Maybe that they, they they did a retake or something
2: they also keep running like pieces of them keep running into the woods i think it would be funnier if they all just fell into a pile of body parts but yeah. i could see that being a problem
0: and blood everywhere yeah i mean yeah yeah i can get why they didn't have you know i could see that they're like oh line density in this If we're gonna draw actually like their guts and bones and everything that's a whole lot of lines yeah but, but at the very least why isn't it like
1: red or bleeding you it's know? interesting they didn't cut this because it does involve a uh, falling building that's true
0: yeah that's <laughs> well they, i mean that's later true, in, yeah. in the episode there's a crashing helicopter which again i was like Jesus, wow, i forgot
1: problem. oh the rothel
2: uh, <laughs> also prior to them being cut in half there's a there's a decent line about how flanders gave them toothpaste for halloween mm-hmm, and yeah. it's mini toothpaste <laughs> that's like great the full like a full candy bar or a full tube of toothpaste would be uh,
0: more desirable <laughs> i guess it's more useful i i think i probably got a toothpaste or toothbrush here and there though the really I, when i think of the worst halloween handout thing it was Christian religious comics that uh, was what was handed out it's like oh, wow this I, is very
2: interesting to me because I grew up in very like a uh, heatedness society you know, like <laughs> up in the catskills like a hippie enclave and you know every Halloween was pretty normal and everyone gave candy I never had to be confronted with you know stuff about Christ unless it was my old grandmother telling me <laughs>
1: uh. yeah I grew up in a very Catholic area they were all very lazy about religion and the worst thing I got was pennies like uh. did people People on their porch with just a mound of pennies, giving them <laughs> to kids. Like I can't do anything with these pennies, <laughs> and neither can uh, you.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah sure. Shit. You know, penny. Like, sp- I think of how useless they are now when we're going to everything being like card only. Like. Just throw that shit in the
1: trash. Yeah. Think of how filthy all those pennies oh. are mixed in with things you put in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> I think of myself as a little kid putting pennies in my mouth.
0: I can't believe that. Those, those that. were
1: all ass pennies. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, yeah, it was the the, the Christian uh, religious tracts. They came from a woman who I think was normally a lights off nothing uh, for Halloween. And I think probably that year her uh, church was like, don't just turn off your lights and give in to the Satanists. Open your door and give them I think in the very least it came with like the smallest Tootsie Roll you could get like the tiniest like crappy Tootsie Roll at least it came with one teeny tiny piece of candy <laughs> but uh, uh, but yes then I also like the way Burn says splendid Betsy you've done it again like that's a great great line to go on
1: I think this Hex in the City this first segment uh, by Joel H. Cohen a new writer yes uh, I think it's a parody of both Thinner and Leprechaun mm-hmm. and you You guys did an episode about Thinner, is that correct, Eric? a while ago yes we've done thinner a while back and we've done leprechaun more recently right right and
2: leprechaun is actually kind of a a narrative that's just like you know there's this fucking box and there's an old leprechaun just like asleep in there so we kind of get to that in this episode
0: (laughs) yes i remember seeing thinner uh not when it was uh, in theaters but soon after on like hbo it was an hbo watch and I, i remember thinking it was fine for like you know there's some stephen king movies that you're just like yeah it's all right that's good but i had forgotten though that it ends with like uh instead of it being a romani curse uh that ju- that they just make a deal with her uh it's instead like ends with like a mass murder of an entire like group of romani people at <laughs> well, the end of it by joe Montaigne. <laughs> it
1: really ends with an evil pie yes yeah an evil an evil right, pie yes yeah, yeah. Uh, Fat Tony yeah. himself is in that movie. That's,
0: yeah, right. Yes, yeah. He he What's kills a thinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: good, good makeup I, on the thinned man in that as well. Yeah, that's good done. Thinner. I just love like that's all I ever think about. It's like thinner
2: it's me I think we had a riff that like he would do that for everything like you'd, you'd see Peter Parker he'd be like Spider
0: <laughs> then he'd become a Spider-Man uh, but uh, yeah and the, the title a parody of Sex in the City then very popular but yeah yeah, as you said Bob uh, speaking uh, of you,
1: New York tragedies yes oh god
0: yeah. oh. a bigger one than 9-11 I think Man. and and, and uh, can you believe it returned just like that yes yeah, uh, yeah. that's
2: you know, 9-11 too can you believe it's gonna happen just like that it's coming folks
1: <laughs> Kim Control. Well, uh, made the correct move on she that really did. she's like none of this shit for me
0: mm-hmm. she was always too good for the show i think like she's the i i don't want it to, i love cynthia nixon as well and it, it, like the other actresses are fine everything i i watched some sex in the city not a ton but i liked it all right and then everything i read about that new show i'm like that sounds dumb that sounds like shitty <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but. I,
2: I never watched it because i was like oh that's a lady show but as a as a young man i should have been like hey
0: that's a lady show I should mm. watch that I guess it depends how much of a crush you have on Kim Cattrall or not yeah. yeah I
2: think I, I had my fill from uh, her <laughs> early, earlier career wasn't she in one of those police academy movies? oh yeah. yeah she was a
1: sexy lady in police academy and mannequin mannequin yes And um, oh yeah love that mannequin and in uh, big trouble in Little China she's great in that it, it's really trite to yeah. say this now the 90s economy was not that good and it's really funny to think the main character could write a weekly column about like here's what me and my friends did and then you know afford a high-rise apartment yes. and lots of shoes
2: yes <laughs> yep yeah, i mean obviously like every media about new york is wildly inaccurate with what you could afford or, or live in but at the same time it's just like well the back before nine eleven, it wasn't really before giuliani i guess right it wasn't just the richest playground so but that that move that, that show was already pretty late in yeah. in, the, in this grand grand scheme of things so
0: and would and would you say that new york city is the fifth character on your uh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> just like on sex uh, in the city
2: i hope so cuz then maybe someone will finally write about us <laughs>
0: Uh, but uh, but yes, Bob, you mentioned there's a new writer on this one.
1: Yes, it's uh, Joel H. Cohen. And normally we record these separately without the guest. but his history is so simple. We can do this with Eric here. So he is the brother of Rob Cohen, a TV writer who is just getting into directing around this time. And fun fact, Rob Cohen was the freelance writer for the episode Flaming Moe's. So <laughs> we'll cover him soon on this network as we go through season three. And Rob has a really fascinating career. Cool. His brother, though, uh, fairly new to TV writing. He wrote two episodes of sudden Susan and he joins the Simpsons as a story editor in 2001 starting with the episode worst episode ever and typically on a sitcom usually story editor is the lowest rung of the sitcom writing ladder while still technically being a writer on the show yes yes yeah and this is a very easy history because he never left the Simpsons he's (laughs) still there man that's what a what a fucking dream gig you come
0: in uh, at the late in the series late in the series yeah and then can just stay there for 20 years probably Probably one of like the highest paid uh, TV writing jobs you can get with that level of
1: seniority, I would bet. And like... his his only other credits are he's a writer on the 2021 animated movie Extinct. I think it's a, a Chinese production that involves other Simpsons writers. Okay. And a consulting producer on something called Jeff and Some Aliens, and it looks like crap. It's a Comedy Central show from like five years ago.
0: Oh, ah, man, that's ringing some slight bells. See, this is why our friend Scott Gardner did this amazing, funny show called Moonbeam City that was on Comedy. Central central. But it was surrounded by all this other crap that it made people not even notice it when it happened, which is hey, really too bad.
1: Get ready for Fairview or whatever that thing was oh, called. Oh, that
0: looks like the shittiest <laughs> shit. I I won't tweet this cuz I bet there's some nice people we know on uh, that work on it and are just, you know, getting their job, they need money. You got to you got to work, but that show looks like ass, like total ass. Like, I can't believe how bad that show looks. Well, and
1: one people, last... People are always shocked that I don't love every animated thing that comes out. <laughs> I know. One last thing about this uh, Joel H. Cohen guy. So it really shows you how the TV uh, world had changed by that point because uh, in The Simpsons in the uh, early 90s, like 1993, the entire writing staff leaves at the end of season four because they're like, we're going to make our own shows. Mm-hmm. Everybody who joins The Simpsons after 1998, they stay forever because that there's no opportunities for them outside of this (laughs) they can't sell new tv shows nobody's
0: giving them like a five million dollar overall deal at nbc like it's not happening anymore and so people just stay there forever it's like yeah it's why it's so crazy you know our some of our favorites like bill and josh and a lot of the guys from their time they're like well yeah i need to move on and start a new thing like i i gotta create my own show i've I've outgrown the simpsons yeah
1: (laughs) i mean greg daniels was the only guy it really worked for because king of the hill the office and everything he's doing now yeah yes he he really is too big for the simpsons now
2: yeah it's interesting that some people got through and were successful because it does feel like me in the tying it to 9-11 or something like after that moment in time i just felt like opportunity was gone yes like You, you can't even be, you know, a TV writer that would get your own show. It's, it, instead, we have The Simpsons going on for 70 years. We have South Park going on for, you know, 70 years. And then Family Guy, like, it's just institution and that's it. There's no room for chance. And maybe Fairview could be that chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy knocking it. But, I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's sad, I feel. It's sad that we can't have some of these minds create something new and original on their own.
0: Well, you know, the, people try, but then it lasts for, like, five episodes, and it just goes exactly, away. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't. It's not uh, like, uh, well, this uh, this is not a good show. I'm complimenting here. But there was that one guy from The Simpsons. He created a little bush, and that, like, sucked, too. But he did make a new show. <laughs> yeah, like, That was him attempting I mean, to make a new thing.
1: Some of these people do make new shows, but they're seven episodes or whatever.
0: Yeah, no. yeah well... But that fair a v- shame. that Fairview show also is an, not
1: to d- dump on this forever, Henry. But, it's a piece of shit. Uh, well, I, and if you work on it, you're wrong <laughs> but, <laughs> and bad. But
2: if you want to hire me for
0: something, oh yeah, you know. yeah. But but the, it also has the problem of a lot of these shows, which is it's like this Stephen Colbert show, but it's yeah. like what did he really do on this? Like he just it's it famous people present animation, and then the actual animators get hired. To, they can't sell their own fucking. Show. They just have to babysit a show, a cartoon by a famous person who said they wanted to make a cartoon, but actually do not have any... Uh, give any time or effort to it actually.
2: That reminds me of our cartoon president that Stephen Colbert like presented and yep. uh, what was not great. I worked at Showtime uh, broadcast operations and part of my job was scrambling every Friday afternoon trying to get that thing to air and it was just like <laughs> making my life hell If and the product was bad. It's just like make my life hell if the product is good.
1: Everything Stephen Colbert has done uh, for the past, I don't know, decade has just made me incredibly sad. I, yeah.
2: And John Stewart too. Right? Like, I haven't really watched his new show, but like mm. s- nobody's s- watching it, <laughs> <laughs> which makes total sense. I don't understand why everyone thought he would be this prophet. To come back?
0: No, every well, because everybody thought he made the his smartest business move was like right before Trump's going to be the nominee. He's like, "See you later, guys. I'm not covering this election." (laughs) But it made people think that like, oh, this all happened because we didn't have John Stewart here to guide us through. And it's like, and again, see, that's American
2: culture's over. We have to have the Simpsons and the Daily Show and shit like that. We it it has to be the
0: same thing on a loop. And everybody's getting older and older and older. and we're getting older too all right anyway hey we're in ethnic town uh, a bunch of vague generalization about european immigrants that is uh i will say kind of copies uh lisa's first words where the simpsons they're they basically live in ethnic town uh before lisa is born in
1: that episode like they even have the same uh chip Witch for sale guy yes yeah which yeah. is based on like oh, a cor- an old commercial sorry garrick
2: oh i was just saying that's interesting that they established ethnic down prior to this
0: <laughs> well or it's just them redoing a joke then they forgot they had done it before but i yeah the i cholera, i have cholera. but uh yeah the chip which guy is basically selling babies in our in yeah. our first <laughs> clip which is a joke about all these immigrants that have these fucking kids too many kids from these immigrants what a great mm-hmm. uh you know and, and, it was different. It was different.
2: And a few few years later, we'll change that narrative from all these, you know, these ethnic types are having all these kids, they're going everywhere, and no one cares about them. To now, they're anchor babies. Yes, they <laughs>
0: got to hold on to that baby to keep you here. They didn't. Uh, they didn't have a term for it then. But, uh, but yes, ethnic town in our first clip.
4: Ah, uh, ethnic town, where hardworking immigrants dream of becoming lazy, overfed Americans.
0: Oh, listen,
3: you can hear the beautiful ethnic serenade. Apples! I got apples! Cholera! I got cholera!
4: <laughs> babies! Who wants a babies? Wait, this is just a shaved puppy. I can see you know
0: babies. <laughs>
1: It's a really funny Hank area voice. Yes, Master yeah. of accents. That's,
0: it's such a big... At first, I didn't recognize... He sounds like his area in the first half of this, but he, when he says, I can see you, not like, it's so high, it it barely sounds like him. And that baby trick is basically a a pig and a poke but, kind of scam, except it's a shaved dog. But I what does want another baby for? He's got all the babies he can get, man. Hey, resell. It's true. eBay's yeah. around.
2: Mm, That's it. Um, maybe he's hungry you know i don't see any klav kavash around or <laughs>
0: yeah where's the Klavkavash kavash guy yeah. he's in new
1: york he's mourning oh of course you're right oh my yeah. god his his little stand was right by the twin oh, towers right i hope That's he's true okay. he might have
0: passed away
2: I oh mean. man <laughs> In the ensuing events,
1: <laughs> uh, but yes, they they spot a
0: fortune teller, which uh, cute sign gag. Fortune teller after hours use automated teller. That's
1: that's cute. There was just a story in the news about a woman uh, like in a checkout line, and the and the woman behind her was like, "I want to buy your baby," and the woman was like, "No, you can't buy my baby." And the what? woman was like, "I have five hundred thousand dollars. I'm buying that baby." What? And she's like, "No, not for sale." And she goes out to the parking lot. The woman's following her. She's like, "I need to buy that baby." This, oh my god! And she was arrested for. For potential baby uh, buying. That's insane. It's illegal to make a proposition to buy a baby. So (laughs) nobody do it out there. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah man that's uh i have to
2: take down that craigslist
1: post <laughs> <laughs> i hope it was anonymous you know nobody can <laughs> we need to raise new podcast hosts from birth so we can take breaks uh,
0: we got to build a, po- a skinner box but a podcast box we... <laughs> absolutely <laughs> a mic a shower and, and a toilet that's all they need <laughs> uh but yes lots of gypsy comedy here and yeah i uh though i have to warn listeners you know this is a lie that television taught you a cop does not have to tell you they're a cop if you ask them they're a cop a cop cop can lie to you and say like hey but you were supposed to tell me you're a cop like no and cops will just lie even if that was a law they would just say no I didn't you didn't ask if I was a cop and they'd arrest you because they're (laughs) a cop bastards
1: I think I misremembered the fortune telling machine on Futurama saying this line because Tress McDeal is doing the same voice for both characters
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah I think uh, no it's a very similar reaction though of her saying like well you want to die I'll kill you right here uh No, you're right. They actually there was a lot of Romani comedy moving around that same place. And of course, Tress McNeil, the the Hank Azaria equivalent of the master of accent, the mistress of accents on The Simpsons. Until
1: uh last year, if you needed an Asian woman on The Simpsons, she's your go-to gal. Yeah. Get old Tress
0: McNeil. <laughs> oh, uh, what
1: happened? Well, they're casting racially appropriate actors. Yes. So. Yeah. because we can't actually you know defund the police. It's like, well, now Carl is played by a black person. So there you go. Have that. The
0: the cops can kill with impunity still, but you know what? More racially accurate casting. We got something. And you know what? It is better than nothing. It is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, but yes, Homer, I think really the point of this act and why I think it's, uh, it's almost, it was almost my favorite, but there's, Homer's just so mean in it. But this is them going as hard into jerk-ass Homer as they can they're like this Homer is such an asshole in this one Uh, they're having such a good time like he enters this scene saying the perfect crime holding a birthday balloon he stole from a child and then he says marge i have to be in court next tuesday which is not the perfect crime you were caught like i think
2: it's one of the funniest
1: jokes in this episode i think i really enjoyed that one
0: uh and homer grabs her wart and again another old wives tale that touching warts spreads warts around i i do not believe that
1: now weren't you disgusted by that henry as somebody who's kind of squeamish his his thumb Um, exploding in warts you know if there was more blood on it
0: it was actually the yanking on her wart that was is grosser to me than that, but um, oh. uh, but yes, Homer is uh, not enjoying this fortune teller.
4: Oh, no, you don't. This phony gypsy just wants to rip you off. See, this wart is a fake.
0: The hell is it?
4: You get out so much for the legendary gypsy hospitality. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Wait a minute. This isn't Cedar Sinai.
3: You've ruined me! Oh, why didn't I see this
4: coming? Hey, there's me! And there's you! <laughs> you stupid, <laughs> stupid
3: man! I curse you! You will bring bad luck to everyone you love!
4: Whatever. <laughs>
3: That gypsy said horrible things will happen to everyone you love. That could mean your family, Homer.
4: Are you coming on to me? No. Good
0: night. <laughs> what a oh my god! And Homer is like, "Yeah, oh, you want to have sex?" He's like that's such it's so dark and awful. <laughs> Bad laughing. Yeah, but it, it's
1: Halloween, Homer. He can be even worse than normal. Yeah,
0: and I love the car Homer. Kind of, it's like a hat on a hat, but I like him saying like, "Hey, that's me. That's you." But <laughs> the the design on the flaming jerk and the ruined gypsy is is pretty funny. Those are it is. Yeah, too.
2: I also love the legendary gypsy hospitality line.
0: Yes, that's but uh, uh, I also forgot that Homer Burns quite a lot and he's he's pretty fine from being engulfed in flames like that. He's the, this is not Cedar Sinai, a good joke about a man who clearly like he didn't know he died and had his head chopped off and collected. But uh, but yes, they wake up the next morning, Marge enters the room with a big beard and I love her like so it is noticeable. Like that's such a great <laughs>
1: This is before she's full Cookie Monster, right? Yes, yeah. It's
2: uh, oh my god when she's full furry Marge. Like, (laughs) how was this not the porn ads popping up? Yeah, going to a torrent site, right? Like, this has got to be doing it for
0: someone. Uh, I'm sure it, it was doing it for some people. Yeah, I I like that. You know, Bart's head stays at about the same length the entire time, but I like that for Marge and Lisa. It's like a growing curse. Like they start. Marge starts with some of with a beard, a big bushy beard, and it just grows from there. Lisa starts starts with Horse feet, and then just grows into a full centaur, uh and which she would probably like. I don't know if that's a she seems pissed by it, but I was thinking, yeah, well, shouldn't she like being a pony? You know. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I also love, love, love Homer strangles Bart, and Marge's as his neck goes loose. Marge's reaction is like, you strangle him all the time, and that never happens. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, great. Any any admission of of uh, Homer's child abuse by Marge is funny. We just did uh, Blood Feud. We recorded that recently, and. Marge says, you should be strangling yourself. Yes, yep. (laughs) I like the, uh, you know, it's just a growth spurt, and he tries to put the head
0: back on. Just
1: coil the neck. That's 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 really gross, too.
0: Yeah, actually, it's very Uh, gross. (laughs) Barton eventually just kills himself in his
1: own cereal Uh, bowl.
0: I love, I also love, like, Homer's and It's like, "Eh, uh, oh, oh see i got uh, yeah so yeah sometimes i i also like that it's kind of spongy seemingly bart can't move at all the rest of this scene when he and when he's at the dinner table later but then in other scenes he can walk around his just head is like laying on the floor like so it's it's kind of spongy there but also this was the first time i got the joke where lisa Clomps twice and homer says see two means yes no it's two means no one it's knock one time twice means no that's uh insane. i'm not communicating
1: with horses enough
0: <laughs> uh and uh so yes homer then learns he should really be getting a leprechaun as he uh, goes to the bar with the guys and uh yeah i like Al gene fucking loves this leprechaun idea by the way like he uh but uh they
1: just like hearing dan Castellaneta do this crazy uh uh, irish accents
0: yeah yeah which <laughs> you know al jean he's irish american he loves i mean he like i believe his second honeymoon he talks about all the time that he stayed in the irish castle or uh, uh, residence where they filmed the quiet man the old john wayne movie like that uh, al jean al jean loves his irish heritage so it's funny <laughs> he laughs so much at the uh this crazy leprechaun and also in the commentary they reveal that joe cohen's getting away with robbery here because so Eric you might not know this if you create a character on the Simpsons and he recurs it's an informal rule that you get a payment of like oh yeah you get money wow. every time your character appears like not like a bunch of money but you know like a, a check and so Joel Cohen the, he gets money he says whenever the leprechaun comes back but somebody rightly brings up mm-hmm. that this is the leprechaun that tells Ralph to burn things in the Burned season burn them all yeah, right, the right yeah so that was like three years
1: before this or two years
0: yeah so they this is not and with the same voice and everything. So Joel Cohen has been taking money out of the hands of whoever created that joke for that episode.
2: (laughs) Jeez. a bigger crime than 9-11
1: <laughs> uh, misappropriation <laughs> uh,
0: had you guys ever heard of air lingus before the the airline air lingus Until no this joke. i i had no it, i thought it was, i thought was that a cunnilingus thing <laughs> no it's a it's a real irish airline that if you and it and it's spelled uh irish style with a e r lingus so that's hmm. how that's how those wacky irish people spell air don't they know it's a i are well, it's just plain wrong <laughs> but but yeah i mean obviously I've never needed to fly from like Dublin to Madrid so I don't know what Air is <laughs> but uh, that's it still is an operation and uh, and I I also like Lenny and Carl kind of like they're talking about like you know men's health problems uh, say like oh you know I went to the doctor for this and it cleared it right up but they're talking about getting a leprechaun <laughs> uh, and also the uh, I like the math that Jesus is like six leprechauns like that's how the, the Jesus to leprechaun ratio like he's as powerful as six <laughs> (laughs) He's much harder to catch. What uh, was Carl's line? Was who's
2: he was hexed by a troll and a leprechaun? Like cleared it right. Yes.
0: Up. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes, in a joke, I was like, "Boy, I'm I'm shocked this wasn't cut after 9/11." Because like, there's more an example in the in the Grand Theft Auto 3 game that came out around this same time. They cut out the ability to fly anything because you would ca- crash the stuff you fly into a building in those games. They're like, "Man, we can't do that after 9/11." And then here's this. I know it wasn't a helicopter that hit a building. It was planes. But still, I'm shocked in the very sensitive time after 9-11 that it wasn't cut.
1: Is this the first real uh, Lenny and Carl are gay for each other joke? Because Mm. in the last episode of season 11, Behind the Laughter, it said that Bart uh, was paying Lenny and Carl to kiss each other. Yes, yeah. But in this one, they're like a couple. Yeah, you know. And I like that Carl is not as into it as Lenny.
0: (laughs) I I like Carl. It was better. My favorite Lenny and Carl interactions were in this... uh, uh, Bill and Josh years when Carl was Lenny loves Carl and Carl Carl seems to be kind of sick of being partnered with Lenny like is like oh nuts I mean. Nah, oh, nuts. Like, but <laughs> but yes, here they're like, we have to die together. And Carl, you're right, Bob, Carl is more like, well, fine, all Hurry right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead. I think the grisliest thing in this episode is the way they kind of, their death shakes as, the, <laughs> as they're crushed under that. Uh, and then another great line is Homer turns around, he's like, and sees Mo in the pickle jar. He's like, when did that happen? Like, that's a great, that's a good joke. And great drawing of Mo pickled. I love him in a yeah. giant pickle jar. Uh, but yeah, so as they're digging up, they're gonna pour cereal into uh, the hole to get a, bu- a bunch of lapricons in there. The joke first is that Homer is pouring tricks in there, and then the tricks rabbits all jump into it. And for like two seconds, like even on Frinkyak, it goes so fast that you can't get the frame of it on a Frinkyak for the meme
1: pictures for the hack you have to go to the gift maker if Ah, you're looking for individual frames okay that's my life hack
0: but that's how fast it goes that it's not around enough to be caught like the that bongo the one-eared rabbit from life in hell jumps into the hole as well like it's really quick
2: (laughs) wow that's funny i didn't notice that at all
0: and uh and yeah tricks is poured into there and i i gotta give the animators credit too they painted multiple colors so it does look more like tricks a pile of tricks and a pile of lucky charms uh now eric and and bob what do you guys feel on tricks as spheres versus the fruit shapes
1: what what do you um I'll go first I I grew up on the spheres Mm -hmm. I'm a sphere guy but also I can't eat any of that and I haven't (laughs) been able to for 20 years (laughs) I bought a box of the monster mash cereal this Halloween because I was like oh this box is really cool and it's got all the uh, monster cereals in one I think I made it through half the box before I threw it away (laughs) it's like Uh, oh yeah we shouldn't be feeding this to our children no what's wrong with this country
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember the spheres I think I remember at one point the tricks being fruit shaped or whatever but I never really had I never really ate it much to be honest with you Same with Lucky Charms Only had it a handful of times You were more of a Fruit Loops
0: kid than a, uh, than a Tricks kid?
2: Yes, that's for sure. I think Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes. What were some other good cereals?
0: I, I did look into the history, though, of the shape-changing stuff in tricks because that is when I fell off the tricks bandwagon. So it was 1991. They changed it from the spheres to the shapes. Really? The, that like, early? Jeez. I couldn't believe it. Too. In my memory, I was like, yeah, it was like the mid-'90s, right? Like, no, ni- 91. It stayed that way until 2006 when they went back to the spheres. And then, to show you how times change, in 2018, the younger millennials who didn't grow up with the spheres who grew up with the fruit shapes they demanded that fruit shapes return and so tricks was like all right fruit shapes are back in 2018 but uh, apparently if you get there's there's a no artificial coloring version of tricks that's still on sale though that i'm sure is incredibly unhealthy for you but, <laughs> but that is still the spheres if you need the spheres of tricks in your life you can get them but otherwise wow. The general one is uh, it. And I always thought it was fierce, too, because it's like there were kicks and then there were tricks.
1: The, uh, the are these the ones. same company. I believe so. OK, yeah, I think so.
2: Oh, interesting. They I also, never like, tr- I never like kicks,
1: to be honest with you. They, I like them. All right. They also try to convince people those were healthy. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, this corn uh, slush <laughs> is like two percent less sugary than the other corn slush.
0: I mean, I mean yeah, compared <laughs> to like Apple Jacks or Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'm sure it's like marginally healthier, you know, but uh, yeah. Those <laughs> choosy moms. <laughs> <laughs> then homer instead changes to the lucky charms and pours them in his mouth i i had some lucky charms as a kid but my little brother was more into it and he was the kind of kid who picked out the cereal and it just ate the, just just ate the marshmallows wow uh, but, the cereal was so sugared as
2: well i, I felt like it had, i had no problem getting both down
0: yeah it was sugar frosted cereal like it was yeah. is, it, is that enough but i guess not but uh but yes then they check their trap the next morning
3: Okay, let's see. Imp, Fairy, Pixie, Goblin...
4: That's Hobgoblin.
3: Sorry. Uh, nymph, naiad, Wood Sprite, Katie Couric, and... Bingo!
4: Hey, let's make sure he's a leprechaun. Sing us this song of the Emerald Isle.
3: <laughs>
4: oh she's like the singing of the angels themselves
1: <laughs> i mean katie couric uh, is now a demon yes she yeah. should be in the demon hole
0: she's, uh yeah when her book came out most of it was her uh the big headlines were that she defended matt lauer or she was like not right and and also she kind of blamed the victims and said me too's going too far at at the time of this recording she was also in the news again too because apparently. Apparently, she had actually called the Jeff Zucker, the former president of CNN, just resigned this week as he was found out to like one have been helping Cuomo with uh, Andrew Cuomo with his uh, his own scandals, and two that. Uh, Zucker was in an extramarital affair with his uh, subordinate. Oh, and, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, that reminds me. Uh, so, Bill Oakley, future writer for the show, uh, no, sorry, former writer for the show at this point in the history of the show, he when he was at Harvard, uh, Jeff Zucker was in the same uh, class at Harvard, the same group at Harvard, and as a prank, he put Jeff Zucker's name in the Harvard Lampoon as a phone sex number, <laughs> and Bill Oakley almost got kicked out of Harvard because of that classic uh, harvard prank that's
0: and so i mean i think jeff zucker deserved it based on who he is like he's also if you don't know any other stuff about jeff zucker before he went to cnn uh, he worked for a very long time in charge of NBC programming. He is the man who greenlit The Apprentice, and the The Apprentice made him wow. very successful. It's could be, I would bet, probably another network probably would have done The Apprentice anyway, but it was him that did it. And no Apprentice, no President Trump, no fucking way does mm-hmm. it happen without The Apprentice, like so. And then Jeff Zucker, like, uh, put unsurprisingly put uh, Donald Trump on. Scene CNN every single time he talked anywhere in 2015 so yeah it's uh but katie Couric. Uh, the joke there is that she's 5'1 which is you know not tall and so they they're they're making a short joke of all the ones listed there a naiad is the one that gave me pause which it is a greek water nymph it's not just a regular nymph it's one that's in charge of like fountains and, and seas and quarries and whatnot. uh so yes they've caught the leprechaun but their lives aren't any better there is a great like three-dimensional it has to be computer-assisted i don't want to take credit away i, from I really i really don't Andrews.
1: think so it looks like uh just pure skill was get, involved you know the geometric shapes of like
0: the the plates and stuff that mm. made me think maybe that was assisted but no the characters like a full pan around the table like amazing looking like to see uh, Marge fully hairy and that Maggie has gone through like a metamor a, a Gregar Samsa style <laughs> metamorphosis into a ladybug that uh, she's fine with it it looks like
1: I but. like the I like the, the meme of that now where it's the the roach looking at his phone yes <laughs> while yeah, in bed yep, yeah, we all great. feel like that yes
0: yeah. you know I also there's some really good uh, this was in the previous scene but I really liked Marge when she's fretting about something she's kind of playing with her beard in a nervous way like that was just a good little character bit there uh, Like, but then is they're smashing everything like as they're all saying they're still not helped at all. The leprechaun is just smashing shit all in the background. So funny. And yes, Bart just says out loud, I can't live like this anymore. Uh And i guess he does intentionally drown himself in his uh bowl and dies yeah, on screen suicide uh, well, this is uh you know we've said it before dan-, dan dana gould comes on the staff suicide jokes go up well like, homer
1: the mo it's a it's a real uh world suicide that we see on the screen not yes. a halloween world suicide in, in, in a
0: regular episode a man kills himself on screen yes <laughs> uh, uh but uh but yes part i mean just that is a, such a great joke that you think it's a one-off line and it pays off so good that you're like, no, you won't see Bart again after this. They decide a leprechaun's not good enough. They got to take him to the source.
3: <laughs> ah, the cursed one. How's that curse I cursed you with? cursedy?
4: Mm? <laughs> I know you don't remember me, but here's a little revenge. Irish style! Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Wake up, you lousy drunk! Cry <laughs> out!
3: Oh, 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 close. Kiss me, I'm Irish. You nasty.
1: <laughs> you can really hear it in the isolated audio—the Irish jig fight music. Yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's so great good. job, by Alf Clausen.
0: Oh man, that yeah. then again, the this ending here of them falling in love brings me back to the commentary for Treehouse of Horror three, where Al Jean even admits, like, oh yeah, we copied the ending of King Homer with its wedding, with this ending of the we- that we that was new to them at the time of that. Album. Uh, the commentary recording. At least at least Al Jidam, it's like, yeah, we pretty much just repeated the same mismatched <laughs> wedding ending thing.
2: I do appreciate that there's aliens, Kang, Kodos, Yoda officiating the wedding. Like, mm. aliens are... Also, these mythic beasts. Did did they
1: groan at Yoda on the commentary? Like, uh, I guess Yoda is the priest.
0: They, they don't seem that enthused by it. No, I. Well, and Eric is the master of the gleep glossary. I mean, (laughs) what do you think of Yoda being an officiant of a wedding here? Does that fit for him? Uh,
2: you know, the thing is, like, back in the original trilogy era, maybe I'd say no, but I feel like anything goes now. Like, no one one gives a fucking shit. We had R two D two be the best man at Darth Vader's wedding. We saw in the. so wow, anything God
1: I mean so America would heal that summer by watching that demented little freak flip around and uh, use his lightsaber <laughs>
0: uh, that's right yeah we're only uh, that would have been May so yeah we're just six months away from Yoda man you're right <laughs> yeah. yeah Yoda now th- now that was
2: a popular TV spot I think for the DVD or whatever I don't know if I, I don't know if you're oh. referencing that or not yeah, it it absolutely TV ad nauseum and younger listeners wouldn't understand this but it was like who does man yoda man and it would have clips of yoda flying around yep yeah it's just that is where culture was it was Why can't uh, Britney Spears be? What was that crazy
1: thing? Uh, she's that's, a cock tease. Yeah, stop yes, being yes, a cock, the cock tees. Tees,
2: And then Yoda, man, it was the
0: nadir of society. Well, you're making me like now more honestly with all the with the status of Star Wars now. You're making me actually like it by comparison. But, I mean,
2: you know that that's that's fair. But uh, it's kind of just all bad now.
0: But we
1: have fun with it over on the Gleep Glossary. Uh, I, Only podcasts are good now. I, Yes. I, yes yeah
2: uh you seriously know- like even late night television my god it's all trash and people wonder why people are turning to podcasts to get comedy because it doesn't exist on tv anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are saving the entertainment uh, medium as a whole we are single-handedly
2: uh, or multi-handedly because we're more than one person but <laughs> we are doing it
0: fellas uh this uh you know the king Koto bit of them being manned there they're, they're like why did you drag me here i didn't i don't know anybody like that's that's a good gag too i you know the yoda thing i think they had a better yoda joke uh in i believe it's days of wine and dozes when they see galaxy wars and it's it's all a big parody of, of
1: how boring uh they felt how disappointed they were by attacking the clones at the time <laughs> can't make those jokes anymore and actually it was a Phantom Menace uh, parody okay but right, it was like right. five years after it was kind of late but, because but, they had jokes yeah, about wow. like the Senate it was like like a big right. Senate meeting I think well but they
0: they they <laughs> joke I remember that the Yoda in it they have a, their parody of how the it, attack of the clones ends with yoda saying "Begun the clone wars have and so they have their version of him saying like the battle has begun or has it wink <laughs> like
1: just winks to the audience well now the simpsons paid tribute to a famous brands like star wars yeah, they and love marvel it. yeah they love
0: it yeah
2: oh man i did not watch any of those disney plus uh things they did You're uh, missing
0: out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Some people,
1: uh, the art team, work very hard on those.
0: So many great people who are cool work very hard (laughs) on those that we appreciate their effort. Yes. Um, Hey, let's hear that wedding ending here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Stroke me, Clover. Same name. Ew. The best thing about a gypsy wedding is I'm not the hairiest woman here.
4: Yep. Everything worked out for the best. What? Bart is dead? (laughs) Well, me saying I'm sorry won't bring him back. The gypsy said it would. She's not the
0: boss of me. What a great ending. (laughs) Yeah. It just lets him stay dead. That's so good.
1: I like when a gag is recognized as reality. It wasn't just a funny thing you saw. This child is dead.
0: (laughs) What are you talking about? Bart's dead. Like, just like Bart's dead. All right. Uh, Do you guys know about the Sylvester Stallone thing with the uh, with what the leprechaun just said there? No, no. All right. Well, when he says stroke me clover and say me name, there is a famous story within Hollywood Uh, that i've heard many people say they heard it like on how did this get made podcast was where i first heard it where they did a stallone movie where the story goes that on a film set in vancouver in the 90s but nobody knows which one they just say that sly stallone went to his trailer with his mic still on and oh. got a blow job and people on the crew could hear him say and these are the lines that everybody would repeat all the time in uh, like cradle the balls and work the shaft and say my name okay like, that was it was the insider term like wow. I've so <laughs> <laughs> what a great director he is <laughs> <laughs> he's he's given direction even in the even in private uh, i M- was, I, this was the set of Copland. Well, so that's all right. Somebody online tried to get to the bottom of this cuz they're like, yeah, I've heard this story a million times. I've interviewed crews who worked on I like, okay, I've researched films of his that filmed in Vancouver in that time frame. I have interviewed crews who worked with their People off the record, on the record, and everybody's like, yeah, I always heard that story too, but nobody the, the person could never pin down what said it was. Mm-hmm. It could all just be a, like just rumor and legend but uh yes apparently like so wow. if you hear anybody say say my name or stroke whatever or work the <laughs> like that it is a reference to slice load uh, i'm sure it was said in pornography before and yes, after that yes but, yes
2: <laughs> he apparently also likes shit play right is that true oh i've not heard that one. that one oh i've been repeating this for years i don't remember <laughs> why or where but like you like like he would go under a glass table and you'd shit on it
1: or whatever oh he's one of those glass table he's in guys. the school of danny thomas yeah, danny, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, make room for dookie uh, oh
0: god uh, but but yeah so that they even say it on the commentary like oh sliced alone thing there they say it very oh quickly. okay okay but oh, if, wow. if you if you don't know the cradle yeah. the ball story then uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm gonna cradle my balls differently now <laughs> let's all take a tip from sliced alone <laughs> with our ball cradling technique uh, Andy, hey. oh and just to properly give credit the writer who uh, tried to get to the bottom of it uh, was in an article for Mel magazine last year Brian Van Hooker that is the the writer's name so you can look it up for yourself and see the, uh, the all the work he tried to do fi- but he's uh, like yeah at the end of, uh, of about 2000 words he goes <laughs> like so yeah that was enough for me I had to give up there was no fucking way I was ever going to get to the bottom of this. the oral
1: history of one blowjob yes, yes from the 90s <laughs> you know <oral> history <laughs> blowjobs
0: were special in the 90s and impressed people but <laughs> they just hit they hit different back then <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but yes okay house of wax which uh w-h-a-c-k-s meaning killing people but uh,
1: fun history behind this they mm-hmm. wanted sean connery for the voice they couldn't get him, but they did get Lyle Lovett. At some point in the production, Lovett's representation didn't want him to do it. That was what they uh, assumed was going on. So he dropped out and Pierce Brosnan came in. So yeah. for a long Straight time up. this was Lyle Lovett. I only know him as like, oh, the ugly guy, Julia Roberts married. <laughs> I know he's very talented, but that was the late night joke about him for like 18 months and that's my only frame of reference.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Norm Macdonald had a great uh, like weekend update joke or whatever that he would talk about. It was like the perfect joke because it the punchline and the setup were identical it was like julia roberts and lyle lovett are getting a divorce why because she's julia roberts and he's lyle
0: Lovett. (laughs) that's That's great that's right fantastic uh no yeah i uh well i think though it's good casting if it's about a mom's uh somebody a mom would really be into my mom loved lyle lovett she thought all those jokes that he he was was. unattractive in comparison to julia roberts were not nice and she she was is a fan of his but uh but yeah i think it's way better with pierce like this uh to give you a a timeline on his career uh this aired almost uh, to the day one year before his final bond movie die another day which is his worst bond movie and it's oh, a we hate yeah. movies
1: i believe right eric that's right
2: yeah yeah an early episode we we did that we recently did Golden Eye as a we love movies on our patreon so we still got to get in there for tomorrow never dies and the world is not enough fuck thank god i pulled that one up. <laughs> there you go man
0: i no, it's uh golden eye was so good like it was yes. all it was always going to be downhill from there after golden eye but uh i mean and not just because the video game was also great but uh,
2: <laughs> speaking of movies you know what movie this this episode reminds me of a lot and i doubt it's i don't know if it's any type of connection or whatever but a movie called pulse uh, pulse from 1988 hmm. directed and written by paul a uh, Golding. It stars a uh, Clifty Young, um, which I, I don't think anyone remembers anymore. But he was a pretty good kind of middle ground actor. He was kind of just usually a background guy. But the premise of the movie is that there's a highly aggressive and paranormal intelligence living within the Los Angeles electrical grid. They don't really go oh. into what that's all about, but it infects like house by house and then Hmm. it kills you house by house. Like I think one woman is scalded or boiled alive in a shower because the house turns up the heat. Uh, Yeah. And it ends with like Clifton finally like, then we're going to spoil everything. Uh, Running out of the house and like chopping down a a telephone pole to take out the electricity. Pretty cool movie. Pretty cool little movie from 1988.
1: Oh, yeah. fun. I don't think this is a parody of anything in particular. It feels like it's inspired by those old cartoon shorts where it's like two dogs in uh, House of the Future and getting into mischief. I think those are Chuck Jones shorts from the 40s. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, there were a million like House of the Future shorts which were just like a collection of gags, you know.
1: I was thinking a more modern one. I haven't seen the movie, but I heard the 2019 Child's Play uh reboot is about a smart house oh, because we have smart houses now, and Chucky is an element of the smart house that yes, comes to life. Yes,
2: I did I saw that one in theaters. Um, yeah, Chucky is like uh, an AI. It's like uh yeah, it, huh. it, it's not terrible, but see, then that's the thing is when you're talking about the Child's Play franchise, saying it's not terrible means it was good, I guess. Yeah. So for for the franchise, it was fine enough. I believe they've course corrected with that television show that's back to a demonic entity in a doll versus
0: uh Alexa gone wrong. So that was the Mark Hamill one is the Alexa one. The uh Yeah. yeah.
1: And okay. now Chucky recognizes every gender identity. Yes. No,
0: hey, I
1: yeah, I honestly He Chucky, was a racist serial killer for 30 yes. years. <laughs> but now he Wait, was
2: is
0: this is this happening in the in the television show? Yes. I I've I've uh, I've heard very positive things from uh from non-binary gender folks who love Chucky because they They did a Glenn or Glenda joke with the Chucky's child in Seed of Chucky. And it was, you know, Glenn or Glenda. And they're like arguing, is it a boy or a girl? Like it was very 2005 or so. But now in the new Chucky stuff, which continues that timeline, when they talk about the The child. Uh, Chucky says, like, he says this to a new kid he meets, like, ah, you're queer. Yeah, my kids are queer here too. They them.
1: Like, it's uh, it's okay. Tucker Carlson had to have a tight 20 minutes on this.
0: You know, I don't think he was alerted (laughs) enough by it though you know, the guy, the helmer of all the major Chucky stuff is a gay guy. Hmm. Like, so I I give it gay credit. I but I I also I never much cared for Chucky as a kid. Give me, if I if I want a dramatic, vampy, somewhat effeminate. Villain, I'll go to uh, Freddie. Like Freddie is—he he's mm-hmm. a very stagey presence too, you know. I like the strong
2: silent type. I love like a Jason Voorhees or or Michael Myers. I just want some some guy in like a garage man's outfit to just like manhandle me. <laughs> it's
1: got to be in a jumpsuit see yeah oh but, i love jumpsuits
0: but that's why like i always saw myself as more of a Freddy victim as a kid too because i was like you know a disturbed nerd not i was certainly not the kid having sex after going skinny <laughs> dipping that was not me so freddie would yeah, trap but- you
1: in a com an evil comic book just like the kid in a four or five yes yeah no wonder you had nightmares about him that's right <laughs> that's me
0: <laughs> uh you know when this came out i know it was before it but soon after was the release of ai the Spielberg movie Hmm. and so especially the intro with the sales bot setting up the world that was you know a a world full of just robots that was what it reminded me of but obviously they they couldn't reference it before though all the stuff with the actual AI and it's blinking light it's Hal from 2001 yeah so it's a bit of that
1: but Gil can make a sale only as a robot (laughs) he
0: finally (laughs) once he's given up his his soul and his physical (laughs) form uh, he can
1: finally make a sale I love gills gill the sales bot it's a great design i really think it's it's really well animated the the foot in the door with the things coming out of the shin prying the yeah. door open oh, it's so mechanically it looks really cool correct
0: yeah <laughs> and uh, so yes I- Mar- oh, and I love how Marge, when she sold on it, she's like, "No housework, eh? Like it was a real like, "No that, a." Eh? Mod,
1: eh? Oh, yes. sorry. I think I heard Eric trying to yes, jump in. Yes,
2: sorry. Oh, I love the part where the uh, the surly robots come to install everything and they're leaving
0: and they're like, "Did you see the drapes?" <laughs> <laughs> that is good. You, I do feel like uh, but any person who comes to my house for a, a job like that, like they're laughing at
1: me. Yeah. When oh, when a, when oh, a man absolutely. comes over to fix something who works with his hands all day and sees all my nerd shit yes. everywhere. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh oh what a nice poster of the avengers you have there sir like
1: i gotta go home and feed my family (laughs) yeah
0: uh you guys gotta go soon i gotta make a podcast about cartoons (laughs) uh but i also on the van another great side gang ultra house a division of mega house like what a great why is it why is it not just mega house or ultra house what a weird naming (laughs) convention there uh but yes also when the house becomes ultra house the inside is, you know, smooth and white like the inside of the ship in mm-hmm. 2001 as well. Uh, but, yes, that's when we get to programming the AI. Hi, Ultra House.
4: Greeting. Acknowledged. That voice could use a little personality.
3: Oh, let's try Matthew Perry.
4: Yeah, could I be any more of a house?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got?
4: Hey, Chacha, I got more features than a NASA relief map of Turkmenistan.
3: Isn't that the voice that caused all those suicides? Murder suicides! Hey, how about 007? George Lazenby? No, Pierce Brosnan. A voice like his would give our house a much-needed touch of class. All right, but I'm doing this because he was Remington Steele. He was Remington Steele, wasn't he?
4: Yes, I was, Marge. (laughs) And thank you for selecting me.
3: Well, hello, Pierce. (laughs) Say, it's a bit
4: stuffy in here. And I know a certain someone who really fancies lilac.
3: I just (laughs) like it is all. (laughs) (sighs) Uh. Oh, that really covers the cat (laughs) crap.
1: That's such an amazing run of jokes, in that—that's why I think this is in my top ten of Treehouse. Upon revisiting, I'm like, oh man, this is so funny. Yeah, it is really, really
2: funny. The line about Lazenby is maybe that's a a, a dig over that they, they couldn't get Connery.
1: Mm, oh yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> or that March has very odd tastes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, that that was Matthew <laughs> Perry. On, oh. on
2: on Her Majesty's Secret Service is good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll put my foot down at that. He's uh, a
0: handsome man. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Pierce. I I love that they keep calling him pierce and that he's like no you're pierce you're not the ultra house or the house you're pierce. pierce they keep calling him pierce
1: uh he is hamming it up so much and it's so great he's yeah, really giving it his all and yeah, that is matthew perry a friend of Hank area
0: yeah i love that he must have like told him like could you just call and like just do a please like which that's also makes it even funnier that bart goes like meh like he's like <laughs> bart's grossed at having a matthew perry voiced
1: house and uh that dennis miller thing this is around the time he was brought on to monday night football to be a commentator because Uh, ratings were tanking and I think 9-11 helped you know people get back into sports again but uh, he didn't help ratings any people found him alienating and strange yep yeah he I think Rush Limbaugh was more unsuccessful uh, but he oh (laughs) and speaking of 9-11 that kind of redefined his career at that point oh Miller yes Yeah. because I remember uh, in, in the early days afterwards I'm like oh I thought this guy was supposed to be funny and he's hosting his like conservative show on CNBC and I remember an early element of that show was he had a button on his desk. And when he hit the button it would make the Howard Dean scream and that's comedy folks. Oof, man. That's comedy. Yeah.
0: And this reminds me like in on the Bill Bill O'Reilly I would occasionally uh see clips of him on there where he like clearly did write something to be funny and it's just not like it's so when he was complaining about trigger warnings he's like oh some people think the trigger warning is uh is the lone ranger in his horse and people are like how fucking old do you have to be to get that <laughs> reference
1: like uh one one last thing back in the early days of Twitter when you can be a lot meaner on Twitter uh, I believe uh the this is back when the Mystery Science Theater guys were uh, friends with Dennis Miller because he was a fan of them and right. I believe the Riff Tracks guys were going on Dennis Miller's show and uh, Bill Corbett announced that on Twitter like uh, what should I do or what should I talk about and I said could you spit in his coffee and uh, Bill Corbett responded okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and also Bill Corbett's one of those guys who deletes his tweets every year so it's not archived anywhere yeah. but it happened I, I saw it happen I
0: trust you Bob yeah, yes. yeah.
1: don't <laughs> I just, tell I just... me it didn't happen
0: I saw it <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, I think too the the meanness of this, like, I, as a kid. Thought it was too mean because I was like, Oh, I thought Dennis Miller's funny. And then now not mean enough. Not mean enough that it drove people to murder (laughs) suicides.
2: I believe he's one of those speaking of nine eleven, I think he's one of those people that flipped because of nine eleven. He became like a super right wing guy around then.
0: I think he was one of those guys who was like center right in the Clinton years and that then nine eleven made him go like oh no, I'm full right wing. Like, yeah, same because he's a he's a Pittsburgh
2: guy like Rick Santor. Him. I mean, honestly, I think his his uh, weekend update was pretty solid. I think there there's definitely Dennis Miller jokes that I do find funny, but he's definitely he definitely overstays his welcome. And there was that spell in the '90s of trying to get him into movies as just being like the dude that comes in and spits some information, right? He's <laughs> killed or whatever. He was in the net, for instance, oh, and yeah, uh, Bordello of Blood, and it's just. Ugh. He became an unwelcome presence.
1: (laughs) People were presented with the idea of Dennis Miller as a protagonist, and they said, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? He was in, uh, most recently, Joe Dirt 2, (laughs) reprising his role as Xander Kelly.
0: That's the only jobs he can get, or when uh, for re- reprising roles. Like that's it. Uh, but, uh, I you know Pierce Brosnan seems like a fun enough guy. He's having a good. His all supposed his uh, Bond stuff seems to be just him doing whatever he feels like, you know. And uh, and I read this. I just read this funny story of uh, somebody sharing on Twitter that like, hey, Pierce Brosnan sounds cool. James Corden was asked in an interview like, who's the rudest celebrity you ever met, and he said Pierce Brosnan. And he and he says like, yeah, I was at like a, a concert in the vip section and pierce shoved me uh uh, out of the way and walked past me and didn't even acknowledge me and i was like yeah that's great (laughs) man that's awesome that rules that's that is how that's amazing
2: good for pierce (laughs) by the way i want to recommend a pierce brosnan movie that probably no one has no one has really watched i saw it during like the quarantine stuff um it's on full on youtube or at least it was it's called don't talk to strangers from 1994 and pierce brosnan being this hot smooth operator getting with this lady it's sort of like a lifetime movie and terry o'quinn is like a cop who's like this was my family god damn it and you think terry o'quinn is you know the, the villain of the movie but Pier- I, you know, pierce is uh, mm. a little shifty what's going uh... on with pierce it was a really fun ride and i believe it's under 90 minutes
0: cool you know i also around this time liked him in that remake of the thomas crown affair which back then the deal with remakes was that they would be sexier than they could have been before i feel like it's the reverse now that it's like oh well we can't be as sexy like but like Uh, him and Rene Russo uh, get down to business in that movie they
1: do and I'll give him credit for aging naturally because a lot of guys when they're uh, reaching his age like Bruce Willis they think like no I'm an action star forever like I'm 70 cast me in a million things that just go right to Redbox or the Walmart uh, (laughs) checkout aisle I'll sit in a chair in your movie for two million dollars but no he's like no I've got like a a regular dude body now Mm -hmm. and I'm cool with that gray hair all of it
0: yeah he's Uh, great uh, and yes he was Remington Steele which is funny that like Marge Je... I can't even be sure he was Remington Steel but uh. then it's time for the uh, dinner the laser dinner bell rings which again that's such a funny drawing too and uh, the their dinner is great like I my favorite is that Homer just wanted multiple types of eggs like various eggs various <laughs> eggs yes just
1: this also feels like it's not it's not a stolen joke or anything but it reminds me of the uh, the first Halloween special where King and Kodos make them all their favorite meals true but true. they're also secretly uh um, uh, I guess they're secretly good, but yeah. <laughs> there's ulterior motives at play here. I love the line that he uh,
2: analyzed their leavings. That's how he was able to determine their favorite foods.
0: That's <laughs> so great that he's like, he is kind of sheepish about it, but they're like, oh, wow, that's impressive. Good. Yeah. And also, what a great line, like what kind of Cybertronic
1: Ultrabot would I be if I let those beautiful hands touch dishwater? You know, it was about eight months between the end of Futurama uh, broadcast season three and the beginning of broadcast season four we needed Futurama style gags on TV yeah.
0: you know what they did this exact voice changing joke of an AI thing that falls in love with Bender when the ship's AI got turned into Sigourney Weaver mm. and he fell in love with his ship
1: that aired later yes
0: he yeah. Bender goes all the way with his Sigourney Weaver AI like Marge Marge isn't recep- <laughs> receptive to this
2: by the way this garbage disposal in the center of the table to just dump all the food down into now I wanted to ask you guys as west coast people like I don't know that many west coast people i'm not part of the hollywood literati babe but uh do you do you guys have garbage disposals have you ever seen them well here in the east coast i have never i i feel like i've I've, maybe i went to an airbnb out west once where i saw one but i've never encountered a garbage disposal on the east coast
1: I uh, I grew up in a ditch in Ohio for about 30 years I was there and most <laughs> crappy apartments had just a disposal in the sink. Also every crappy apartment had a washer and dryer just there because <laughs> land was so cheap and they could just throw an old washer and dryer in every apartment. That's not the case out here like none of my apartments have had a disposal in them at all.
0: I've, really? never, okay. I've never had a dishwasher or a washer and dryer in unit but I've lived in three places in the 15 years I've lived in, in Berkeley. Two of them have had disposals including the one i live in now i do find it useful but also i feel horrible every time i click it i'm like right i my hand is all right this hand is turning the knob and the (laughs) other
1: hand is just over here you have to fight off the intrusive (laughs) thought that just jam your fist down there and see what happens
0: (laughs) that's my worry i think i'd be doing that i'd have no limbs left why you can't have guns in the house you know same deal (laughs) exactly i'd
2: be shooting myself in the head every day
1: see now we're doing as many suicide jokes as the simpsons did i just be using to turn on and off lights in my apartment just the barrel flicking it up and down
2: you instead of like a white noise machine to go to sleep just run the garbage
0: disposal have that grinding going on all night oh that's so oh god uh but uh but yes the they they set up the disposal uh pretty well here for uh, the the convenience of it and uh yes everybody loves pierce in our next clip trusting
4: every aspect of our lives to a giant computer was the smartest thing we ever did absolutely (laughs) oh i agree (laughs) hello marge
3: oh my
4: come marge you don't need to cover up for me i'm merely a pile of circuits and microchips
3: sorry sometimes i forget Oh, Pierce, the water's perfect,
4: isn't it? Just, it gets better. No, oh,
3: you don't have to do an Oh, oh, Pierce, that's good.
4: Mm. Oh, oh, oh,
0: hear me. Oh yes, yum, yum, yum.
1: <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> He's so funny in this. Yes. He's so great. He's he uh, amazing.
0: I'm not used to that much detail on Margie's breasts. Also, mm-hmm. like I, it's uh, they, uh, it it's Even in the, her nude episode, I was like, wow, that's uh, this is more of her boobs I've seen than usual. <laughs> I also love what a great line of just trusting every aspect of our lives to a giant computer is the smartest thing we ever did. <laughs> and Homer
1: agrees with himself, having forgotten he's just said that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this one's really good. Yeah. Oh man, those massaging bubbles though, too. Like yeah, Pierce Pierce uh, is getting.
0: He He's, he's getting the work in there yeah he's a smoothie yeah but uh i also love that homer talks Pierce into killing him in the ne- in this next clip oh, too. oh this after. is also very good
4: <laughs> you're carrying quite a bit of tension in your back fat yeah that's the price of success can i top you off what's my blood alcohol <laughs> <laughs> 0.15 keep them coming you know marge is quite a remarkable woman Yeah, she's cool. You're certainly a lucky man to have her. (laughs) Lucky, schmucky, I knocked her up. But she's stuck now. We're married till death do us part. But if I died, she'd be completely free, for man or machine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Machine, eh? Yep, a machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I keep. I always forget that, that's the little tag on that joke and it makes me laugh out loud every time. And yeah, it is It is the era of blank, eh? Yes,
0: yeah, everybody.
1: <laughs> uh, Self-cleaning, eh? Every
0: everything's so great in this like yeah she's cool like just that reaction <laughs> also <laughs> like and too when Homer is saying that stuff to the machine his distorted reflection in the eye is so good too like in the red light I love that drawing
1: yeah the March one is really funny too
0: yeah ah oh, man and then I forgot what a great joke the the blood alcohol level joke is funny enough that like Homer has double the legal limit to
1: drive and he's like keep him coming <laughs> but yeah, he's about like I-, I looked that up he's probably like six or five or six beers in oh man that's a that's, lot of beers lot.
0: but what really made me laugh here is that homer wants him to measure his blood alcohol level you do that with a breathalyzer which you blow into it is not as invasive as a tube like seemingly down <laughs> your to your stomach that like pumps your stomach to eat it so this is far more painful and inconvenient what? than current day. <laughs> it's pierce's tube
1: though right
0: oh no, you know? man so work the shaft cradle those photos. oh god man now a whole many people would NFL
1: welcome tube. pierce's tube down their throat <laughs> just... i don't think anyone would resist you
0: know? <laughs> uh, and i also just love homer's like yeah that's a price of success like his flazy fat say that that's so good. the back fat <laughs> what a great detail uh, so yes pierce awakens homer with uh, he says it's showtime like he's beetlejuice he's like showtime but uh, he wakes him up with some unexplained bacon and uh then homer as Homer bumps into the table he's like a uh, good old trusty table <laughs> like what a funny line to say
1: <laughs> it would never
0: hurt me and then the table lifts up and homer falls into it and i know part of his skull is removed but like he should have been like mincemeat like he should have been blended like it's it's that's part of the joke that homer somehow survives but he really really shouldn't have survived this
1: he's got like the back of a head like a cop where it's just all f- just a big hot dog yes. for the table to chew on <laughs> uh, they don't let you into the police if, if you don't have one of yeah, those you gotta be that's you, very true
0: they don't let you of the academy if you don't got three rolls you gotta <laughs> get up to three
1: <laughs> you have to be extremely red all the time <laughs> and also you know those sunglasses on all the time yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, but 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 yeah well speaking of cops here. So, after Marge wakes up, then uh you know, Pierce is saying, oh, uh, he left for work early. That does not sound like Homer, and she notices another running gag that there's a photo of of Pierce pasted into the family photo. They This is similar to the joke <laughs> from a few episodes earlier of Homer pasting his face over Maud's in a you know, the wedding photo for for Ned and Maud. <laughs> uh but so this is where the first of three deleted scenes for the episode is. So, it's very funny in the episode. I think it's fine they kept it um marge calls the cops and he's he pretends to be constable wiggum and tells her
1: to remove her knicker. he gets the name wrong he calls himself wiggums all
0: right wiggums but <laughs> uh but so in the original scene that's on the dvd marge calls wiggum but wiggum can't come because he's surrounded by Robocops. so uh they <laughs> they hired robot police that are overwhelming him and he bribes them with metal donuts so which it's a so good that's kind joke. of an interesting detail but because- because like you got the
2: sales bots going around and everywhere, so it's conceivable that other parts of the town might have some
0: mechanization. Yeah. Anytime Pierce gets to talk more in this is is fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> that buttery voice. Mm. Uh, and so yes, they they grab. Marge grabs the kids, but they can't escape. She gets threatened with having uh, a, a a blow dart shot into her elegant swan-like neck, which <laughs> uh, the Mickey Mouse gloves on his robo hands again. That also feels like straight out of a Chuck Jones or Trex <laughs> Avery cartoon, the way it just like, dee-la-dee, like just the finger movements. And then yeah, boom, Homer heroically busts out of the floor. I guess, uh you know, a rising from his grave kind of thing, which is fun. Like a,
1: a hand comes up first. like yeah. It's like Carrie's mom busting out. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. Homer, then uh, you know, it's you know in an upping of the joke of his exposed guts from a tale of two springfields homer says he's fine he turns around and reveals that his uh, entire half of his brain is hanging out of the back of his head <laughs> which everyone is disgusted by and you know what they keep that brain visible in a few other shots where his the back of his head would be like they went to the work
1: there it is another one of those jokes like in the first segment where it's a psych gag but then it's just part of the reality where bart is dead and homer's brain is exposed <laughs> yes. for the rest of the segment uh,
0: but uh, yeah Homer is about cornered there he has uh, Homer's automatic hammer that he invented is among the things trying to attack mm-hmm. him, which I really like that very cool
1: animation wow, I didn't
2: even I didn't even notice that Wow I kind of almost want to go back and rewatch watch this now that we've talked about it not only to see Marge's ex- more exposed breasts, <laughs> but also to see this hammer reference
1: it's a really cool uh, really complicated scene as like the floor tiles are dropping out under Homer Homer and all of these different arms are coming in, and he's like fighting with all of them, and then tying the arms together. It's very complicated and yes. very well done. It's cool.
2: Yeah, uh, I just I totally missed that his uh, self-hammering
0: hammer was among them. <laughs> uh, but yes, Homer is. Uh, they they head down to the basement, and uh, Homer defeats Pierce.
3: Dad, that's the water softener.
4: <laughs> well, I am missing the back of my head. I think you could cut me some slack, <laughs> Homer. No, yeah. God. I'm gonna enjoy this. Don't take out my British charm, unit. Without that, I'm nothing but a boorish American clod. Yeah. Ah, thanks a lot, asswipe.
3: I coulda kicked your butt from here to Albuquerque, you fat bucket.
1: Re- a really bad American accent. It's like Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, here. <laughs> but Cumberbatch is trying to sound normal.
0: Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. The oh. I I love hearing a British guy do an. Amer- uh, sorry, Irish guy. He's Irish, not British. That's
1: uh, true. There is no Irish charm.
0: <laughs> but I love I I love that he is so playing up not only his Britishy accent but then his terrible American accent. Like, thanks a lot, ass wipe. <laughs> so <laughs> i've i've heard british people they can either do uh like the if you ask them to do an american accent like they'll either do like the you know the new york kind of 80 kind of thing or they'll do the california like hey dude i heard i heard that a lot from my uh, when i worked with some brits i was like all right do an american accent you've <laughs> you've heard my hilarious english accent so many times Oi. Uh, but also yeah the water softener it's a good joke is it similar to dad that's his crotch yes it is but uh you know it's still funny hey i still like it and also they do a howl pulling out the chips joke they didn't make pierce sing daisy i'm so glad i'm so sick of hearing daisy Mm. song it's we get it it's the reference. I I'm glad to not hear another Daisy joke in uh, in, a, in a Hal reference. But yes, they then decide uh, that he wasn't such a bad robot after all, and they don't want him dead. And so they hand him off to somebody who will appreciate it.
3: Mm, this seems like such a waste. I mean, he was charming and witty. <laughs> there must be someone who can use a man around the house, even if he's slightly homicidal.
4: So tell me more about your day at the DMV. <laughs> where to start?
3: <laughs> Sheila parked in my space again.
4: That, Sheila. She's given you problems before, hasn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now,
3: I don't care who she's sleeping with. That's been my space
4: since 1981. Looking for this? No, not in there. <clears throat> now, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sheila. Sheila, anyway, she's had an attitude from day one. <laughs> she was supposed to be our supervisor, but then Dottie was on maternity leave. So, well, well, she's playing as maternity
1: more, more suicide on this episode <laughs> yes, he wanted to self-destruct and couldn't and he's
0: bashing his head in uh, and that, that song is Enrique Iglesias' The Rhythm Divine is, uh, which was relatively new then it, it was, was.
1: 1999 yeah the Latin explosion
2: I think this is the clear winner of this episode I, I, I actually I really like this one and also Pierce Brosnan is such a delight another movie recommendation I don't know if you guys watched this or not we covered it on We Ate Movies not too long ago live wire in 1992 mm-hmm. he plays a bomb disposal uh, expert in washington dc and uh, ron silver as a u.s senator is cucking him whoa, whoa what the yeah wow dude it's a lot of fun the whole premise is like uh-oh these bombs are water there's like water that blows people up <laughs> wow, it's a fucking great uh, time. I can't recommend it enough. Live
0: wire, man. and it's a trim eighty-five minutes. Uh, every <laughs> every movie was short back then. That, that's so good, man. I yeah, but you know, like Ron Silver's handsome and all, but who picks who picks Ron Silver over Pierce? Come on, I think it,
2: I think it was just I think it was like, oh, I'm attracted to his power, ah, right? he's a U.S. Senator, see. you know, he plays like a Marco Rubio type. I think. Oh, oh. God, right, I think it's yeah. because he's a Florida senator. That that's why I said that. I don't find Marco Rubio attractive. I'd rather have sex with Ron
0: Silver, of course. Of course. We all would. Yeah. I also like, you know, talking about defined breasts. The uh, Selma's boobs as she puts the thing in there. He's like, like, uh, so
1: mean. A fun, I, a fun oh, appearance. in there. <laughs> a fun appearance of two characters odd that also uh, Mike Scully didn't use that often, like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Underused. They'll come back a lot in Al Jean's uh, reign. Yeah,
0: they're great. I mean, man, they. Uh, I think Bill and Josh used them very well. Mm-hmm. Like, they were a great... Uh, uh, but yeah, so again, ending with a suicide thing, I feel they don't say it on the commentary. But again, I just go like Dana Gould loves suicide jokes so much. Yeah. I, I wonder if at the very least Dana Gould being in the in the writers' room made them go like, yeah, I let's get farther with these suicide jokes. Let's do it. I think they had to have a new <laughs> role. This is, actually,
2: this is actually making me want to like reappreciate this whole Dana Gould era because that was the era I tuned out, and maybe that's just because I was I started going to college and 9/11 happened or whatever oh, yeah. else. Yeah. But I always associate him with the downfall of the Simpsons and maybe if there's this many suicide jokes, which is my favorite thing in the world, I should maybe keep watching uh
0: this era i well,
1: think while he's on the show for like seven years there's one suicide joke per act usually yes
0: yeah but you know <laughs> what there's probably every two three episodes there's a transphobic joke too which like that yeah. has yeah oh. well, which he's you know gould gould has apologized for those and he realized he's i would like to think he's grown as as a person in in that time but hey speaking of transphobia it's harry potter time Yay. Yay. <laughs> so
1: we talked a bit about it up front so where is Harry Potter in November of 2001 well I'll tell you the first movie debuted in America on November 16th so 10 days after this aired wow, amazing timing wow. and Henry you said this earlier the Goblet of Fire the fourth book was the newest one out at the time released in 2000 and apparently uh, Carolyn Omine and a few other writers were big Potter heads or whatever you call those freaks and uh, they had to convince people on the staff that no this is really big <laughs> and we should do a parody of this but I think there was still some anxiety over people not knowing who Harry Potter was or what the book series was because that's why Harry Potter is literally in this segment, which I, I don't like.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like on the commentary that Carolyn O'Mine is kind of like demanding an apology in a, in a way of going like, yeah, some people didn't think it, they'd have heard a, anybody would have heard of Harry Potter, but then what was the biggest movie right after we did this? Like, She was corrected to, to do that, I think, to at least try to get in on the fad, but yes, I really, really, really <laughs> hated that. That the Simpsons did Harry Potter. I was like, this is too new. The movie hadn't come out yet. So I also didn't get reference. Maybe too, I was frustrated at being um, 19 and watching The Simpsons where I didn't get references to something. And it was like the first time I felt like I have to engage with media I'm not interested mm-hmm. in to get a Simpsons joke. And that
1: made me mad. You had you to know? wait at least that's... 15 years for your childhood to be sold back to you.
2: Yeah, so. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eric, go I ahead. I
2: mean, that's pretty pretty interesting, right? Like, like as as you age and and younger listeners will understand, we hopefully will understand this, that pop culture eventually outpaces you and you're gonna be lost with some references and unless you keep up, but is it worth keeping up is the question because a lot of franchises are
0: trash. I ask myself that a lot. Yeah, Yeah. Eric,
1: and you guys recently on your show a few months ago, you covered the Eternals and I think that's the ultimate test of whether or not it's worth keeping up with pop culture because you know, Marvel movies, are all mandatory now and uh, yep. so many friends and loved ones. I, I saw them live <laughs> suffering through that movie on Twitter, uh, just saying, OK, <laughs> one more night. I can finally finish this garbage. It's uh, we, it's we very got, sad. We got a lot of hell
2: for for covering the Eternals. Uh, we, funny enough, we got a lot of hell for covering Dune as a we love movies. Huh. There's a lot of divisive, divisive opinions out there. The Eternals love. Uh, I was a bit surprised by I feel feel like a lot of that is just blind IP worship at this point because it's like I'm not exactly I'm not like against all superhero movies or against all franchises I just need to be taken on a journey I need to have something to cement to and those there's 10 Eternals and I I couldn't tell you anything about them at this point because I watched it a few months ago I need a conduit into that world I need to be taken on a journey and the Eternals just felt like I was reading Latin in the movie theater I have no <laughs> Idea, what's going on, and that's not a good thing. For,
0: okay, here, for me. A if quick, you love it, it's okay to like a movie. A, a quick Eternals quiz. All right, which character is Thena? Angelina Jolie. Okay,
2: cool. Wow. All right.
0: uh Icarus.
2: Um, Richard Madden
0: yes the yeah okay all right you know see it's a little Rob there Stark. yeah Yeah. so so
2: so yeah but 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 at the same time it's just like I remember the the actors but like <laughs> give me something to remember those characters by right?
0: uh I guess that's, that's well, my take I know it's not everyone's going to agree with that it was um insanely long I think you guys had the great point too of like make this a tv show why what just damn de- yeah. this be yeah. a tv show then you can actually dedicate a whole episode to droog and what what did droog go through <laughs> <laughs> this entire time while they yeah it's but your, your your movie has a problem when i'm sitting there
2: going what's droog doing
0: <laughs> uh also i mean too you pointed out to like kumail nanjiani is not a dancer but like he didn't want to do that dance like it was he had signed out for the role like okay just let's not do the stereotype of like bollywood star and at first that was the deal and then uh, at some point they were like so we are going to do a Bollywood dance scene. And he's like, God oh, damn it. You're made. like, he didn't want to do it either. He, he agreed and, you know, with us.
2: I don't begrudge him at all. I actually think he's one of the better parts of the movie. I would, uh, that's the thing. It's like, maybe if you focused on one of these uh, eternals mm-hmm. and this stick with them, I could maybe understand the world better, but it was just scattershot.
0: What's amazing is they want to introduce, this will be the end of Eternals Hour, but <laughs> they want to introduce a dozen Eternals. And then they're also like, oh, also, Kid Harrington is not an Eternal, but he is a <laughs> named character who will be important later, too. So you need to know him, also. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we said on that episode, like, I would have preferred, like, take
2: us with his character kit harrington as dane whitman oh god see i did remember some of this stuff (laughs) i guess he'll become black knight eventually or whatever but like he was just the the boyfriend to gemma chan's character now now i don't remember her name oh cersei (laughs) my god because the game of thrones thing was blowing my like it was destroying my mental uh state while i was watching (laughs) that film but like take kit harrington as like oh i'm dating this woman cersei and what like have him experience all the weirdness so that i the audience can relate to what he's experiencing versus all these dead-eyed eternals being like, "Oh, don't you remember what happened five thousand years ago?" I'm like, "I don't
0: give
1: a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot of problems. Anyway, back Harry to the Potter. segment. Yeah, uh, so, I I don't know if I was against the idea of them doing this, uh, and I think it was actually kind of smart of Carolyn and to pitch this. No, uh, you know, thinking like this is going to be a really big thing, and we should be the first the first media property to ever parody this. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool, <laughs> but it's also this is like very cutesy. At the same time, this is way darker and media than any of the disney shorts about properties so i feel yeah. like if disney owned harry potter and they did this it'd be more like well uh you know hermione's gonna hang out with lisa mm-hmm. and and hagrid's gonna hang out with homer and you'll <sighs> see the simpsons versions of everything and it's all fan service i
0: mean well definitely they'd have the terrible joke that was in space jam a new legacy which is hufflepuff i knew it nerd alert like that's the that's the actual i'm telling you the actual joke that's in the movie that Mm -hmm. that lebron is in hufflepuff of the four houses of gryffindor of no another hogwarts. Not, not good movie <laughs> no, uh, boy which would i rather you know new legacy is over sooner so probably i'd go with that one if
2: i had watched over i would eternals. go with i would watch space jam again over the eternals and and i hate both of
1: them so.
0: <laughs> but but yeah bob you're right in today or even like four years later this would be full of way more e- uh, explicit references to hogwarts the houses dumbledore like monty morty is the only like name to name character from the books, and and that's it. Like the, uh, Voldemort to Monty Mort. Like Principal Skinner is not Skinner Dumbledore, it's just Skinner with a, the, a wizard outfit with a wizard hat. Yes,
1: yeah, and, yeah. It is funny how it's, like, sometimes it's very low effort where it's like, yeah, they're just at school and they've got wizard hats on.
0: Yes, yeah. I guess they are wearing robes like the Harry Potter kids, and they're wearing. all shitting
1: in those robes. <sighs> yep, they're, they're, oh, aper- is that what they're doing? The- <laughs> yes, they, hey, it's the least offensive thing she said recently. It's People true. were asking, like, "Well, Wait, where do they go to the bathroom?" And she's like, "Well, they magic they they poop it and they magic their, the poop away." They, uh, they to use the specific term, they apparate it, which means yes. teleport.
2: Why wouldn't they? Why Why wouldn't you apparate it while it was still in your colon? Mm, Good why? question. Yeah, that's true. You, we should, we actually saying is she actually saying logs are coming out <laughs> flopping down on your robes, and then you're like,
1: "Yeah, I'll use a spell <laughs> to get rid of it." I think as they're emerging, they're dissolving and air and being transported uh, into subspace
3: oh, oh God. Uh,
2: <laughs> sorry guys I believe my blood
0: alcohol levels at that 0.15 uh, <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> <0. laughs> <0. laughs> Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. There's, uh, she says lots of bad stuff. But it's funny. I liked you on the commentary that the commentary is this real divide of like, Omide and some other writers did like Harry Potter books then, though even she's dumping on them then. But the other half of the writers in the room are these like Harvard graduates who are just like, fucking Harry Potter, this kid's book. Like, I, like, they, these are Harvard like geniuses who would already were looking so down on Harry Potter and, uh, didn't they know that? <laughs> that uh, you know young adult books are the future of, of adultery
1: Al, Al Jean is very funny making fun of Harry Potter especially the movies where uh, or maybe even the books because he had, he had young daughters at this time and he was saying like in the fifth book Harry is just his jaw hits the floor when he sees a wizard changing their hair color right. and he's like you've seen so much <laughs> yes, why yeah. does this shock you uh,
0: and that is of course Tonks when she's chewing on specific bubble gum that changes your hair color
1: so Henry you need to drink more and get this information out of your head
0: <laughs> I don't like knowing this stuff i don't but but darn it i i remember it the people who are like this guy never liked Harry potter when he's shitting all over jk rowling now i'm like no i did like it that's what i'm ashamed of but uh yeah also funny one they're saying on the commentary hey she's a future guest let's not be too mean about her on this commentary and then two i forgot how many times daniel radcliffe was on this damn show like he's on it three times right okay so what the hell? uh in season 22 he's in Twilight in the Twilight parody for Treehouse 21 uh, which is called tween light which you know that's funny he's he's not in the Twilight films but he's playing the Edward style vampire from that series mm uh then in a season 25 episode called Diggs, he's this weird new friend of bart's named Diggs. uh and then in a season 29 episode he plays himself for like one line mm. so yeah radcliffe mm. has actually been in the he's done a simpsons three pete which is like albert brooks has played more than one character and other people have played one character and themselves but i think he might be the only guy who's played two distinct characters and then also
1: himself mm. for a scene so well soon he's going to play weird al in the weird al biopic
0: is that crazy isn't that nuts that's so weird <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll see how that turns out uh i hope it's 80s weird al and he has the he's got to have the mustache i i suppose he'll be both versions of weird in that but uh but all right so yes the episode begins with them at the dinner table they're about to be late for wizard school uh lisa does the spell five minutes morius and that's my favorite joke in the ep- in this segment of march saying uh, that's not good for the clock like she's like mad about yeah, it
1: some of these uh, a lot of the jokes are they say funny things that kind of rhyme when they do spells which is in the books and in the movies and stuff and uh, one of those works they keep doing it
0: yeah it's it's too cutesy a kid segment in general like this was yeah. I think too that's why I didn't like it at the time like oh this feels written for younger people than me which is wrong <laughs> like
2: when they're out of milk it's abracadary and it's just like okay
1: yeah yeah there's about like 12 of these spell name jokes in this episode
0: yeah the stop uh, we have a stop hitting yourself joke with millhouse being transformed uh, the banana millhouse is funny mr t millhouse not so funny no no i you know i feel i don't want to blame al jean for any time i don't like a good uh, I don't like a joke but he was the guy who did a bunch of mr t jokes in his era of the simpsons and on the critic so eh, you know i i i I say i play that's just how it feels to me Uh, isn't it great that like the sun is finally kind of
2: setting on that kind of joke like you know like what kid is watching that knows
1: like the a-team
0: i know you you if you watch the a-team when it was new on tv you're approaching 50
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm gonna be 40 soon i don't i've never seen an episode of the a-team no
0: no no, I I will say I know Mr. T because of his relationship to pro wrestling, yes. most of all. That's how I know. But all right, I so this was one joke. The appearance of Harry Potter, I don't like it. I don't like that he's there.
1: Is he chewing brimstone because people thought uh, Harry Potter was satanic? Is that the joke there?
0: I'm hoping that is the joke. I think that's the because yes, in the South, uh, especially the uh, angry Baptists got a lot of headlines for like. Actually, it's satanic. It's treat like. Isn't it funny that the most popular thing with kids ends up being satanic when
1: you know churches want to get headlines. bad now, now they should embrace it in its teachings
0: yes yeah they they should be taking jk into their their bosom but yeah i i think yeah, you're I right i agree that they definitely they should definitely embrace satan yes. <laughs> but i i never read the brimstone joke as harry potter being satanic and still until now but i think you're right it's a smarter joke than it seems uh but yes then it's time for their first assignment of transforming princes
3: hocus crocus oh Excellent, Lisa. a plus. And we'll discuss your grade over breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, rather. Well, Bart, did you study your spell book last night? Or did your fairy godmother die again? I studied. Abraca! Turn into a prince guy?
1: <laughs> Lobby
3: work as usual. Lisa's casting spells at an eighth grade level. You've sinned against nature. Please kill me. You think you're so great just because you have godlike powers. Stand away from the lady. Get in there, defend my honor. Ew.
4: Every moment I live is agony. Mark,
3: you're getting vomit on my prince. Head Zeppelin.
1: I got to uh, say, the the puking Foley is just uh, masterfully done. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I normally... It's the best,
2: do- <laughs> it's the best joke of the segment. Sorry. I mean, yeah. just this monster
0: vomiting. I just love it. And wanting to die. For so long. Vomiting, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Normally, I don't like playing sounds of vomiting on it, but it is just, it is the best, uh, the other best joke in this episode to me, too. Yes. I just, then we learn he's okay at the end. Yeah. He's just an actor. <laughs> but I just love, like, the way Lisa says, like, you're getting vomited it all over my prince like also so edna's gonna force herself on that prince after class i am guessing is the oh, joke yeah. there yeah it's it's dark it's dark right? <laughs> uh, i
2: mean back to back segments of kind of you know i mean pierce was kind of forcing it a little bit
0: oh well yes yeah marge was saying no means no and he's like well i, I could just kill you yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah but the the vomiting on the prince it's wiggling impossible body like it's like misshapen thing like it reminds me a little of the uh the man turned into a mutant in robocop who says kill
1: me that's right yeah me. a
0: little bit of that
1: was that ray wise yeah i think okay. you're
0: right i think you're uh but uh but yeah so bart gets his head turned into a zeppelin uh and he flies around uh there oh yeah so there's one there's two more deleted scenes the first one is it's an okay joke that groundskeeper willie is trying to he's on a flying lawnmower but it doesn't mow the lawn and so because it's floating above the grass and he's like ah why did i get this thing so <laughs> it's not bad yeah but uh, but so then we cut to monty mort and slithers she's got more wicked witchery than stevie nicks who slithers
4: Ah, uh, yes lord monty mort let's uh, capture that girl and steal her magical essence i'm not getting squat from this yo-yo We can't attack her while she's got that wand. We'll need a go-between to get it away from her. How about Satan? No, no, I'm ducking him. His wife
0: has a screenplay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The burn stuff Uh, is is funny in this. I like
0: i like the very insider hollywood joke of like no, no his wife's got a screenplay like he's one of the producers on the show who's like this guy never he just wants me to read his wife's screenplay no thank you no. <laughs> uh all right so this is the other big cut from this episode It's actually the biggest deleted scene and uh i'm kind of glad they cut it so Burns says we need to go between but what they cut is a scene where burns decides where slithers tells Bar- uh, him you should use her brother he'll help us S- then he burns thanks slithers by throwing him a rabbit that he eats uh and then bart says uh, stupid zeppelin his head's gotten back to his shape and he's like a uh, stupid zeppelin i'll be combing germans out of my hair for months hmm. which that's okay but then when he's combing germans out zoom into his hair and it's full of uh Nazi soldiers and would you believe it? But one of the soldiers pulls his hair apart and says, Very interesting. Oh. Oh yes. they cut it. They that shows so, you they knew it wasn't funny. Laughing? Like, yes. Laughing yes. joke? It was the Art D. Johnson laughing joke. As his character I had to Google this Wolfgang. That's the name of him from
2: Laughing. So yeah. <laughs> Which and, is like I mean I you know something like a Hogan's Heroes reference could maybe go over easier than than a
0: laughing reference uh it feels like it yeah it feels like in 2001 not old enough to be an old reference but it feels like oh isn't this a hip comedy reference like no 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 <laughs> And also, I mean, that also just feels so wrongheaded and like, oh, you got your Harry Potter parody here of like the hottest thing with kids. Let's shove in like the Nazi, the very interesting Nazi soldier joke from laugh And this was
1: a like, uh, full color animation they cut. Full color. Wow. Yes. Wow.
0: I'm so yeah, glad it's, they cut it. It listen, sucks. Sa- save the Nazi stuff for your banking scenes in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Harry Potter. You know. uh, look, all goblins control gold and they hoard it. I don't know uh, what's so course. weird about it. That you know,
1: sometimes a goblin is just a goblin, yeah.
0: That's all. Uh, if it's even a theme park ride, you get to walk by all the goblins in their gold at the Universal really? Orlando, yes. The and it's actually oh, a pretty good ride, uh, all things considered. <laughs> but the,
1: I bet a lot of parents are on that ride or telling their kids, Yeah, you look at that, that's yeah. what really happens. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> up. Like you're a lot of parents winking to their kids there. That's yeah. how I'm getting screwed every day,
2: yeah. Exactly, <laughs> that's why we uh, only really come once a, once a blue moon, all right. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but yeah, so they approach bart uh they try to sell him on it and they show him that uh, there's this wailing wall of, of souls kept in there which like that feels like a reference but i can't really
1: tell is it like it's a, Hellraiser thing a reference to i mean uh the thing that crusty mentions is it uh, like an actual like uh landmark in uh, jerusalem the sure. wailing wall yes yeah, yeah.
2: well it feels kind of freddy krueger when he has all those souls in his body oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was an actual harry potter thing which
0: i i i wouldn't get, but at i kind of read freddy krueger a little off of it
1: so this is not a harry potter thing henry not
0: to my recollection no like souls get put in horcruxes of course but not inside of walls and and some souls live on in talking paintings like i'm shocked there's again if they knew more specifics uh they would have had talking painting jokes out the ass in this thing Mm, you know
2: i guess because it was just so new they were just like oh that's kind of a magic thing having souls (laughs) trapped in a wall
0: well i could also see you know these guys who could barely be sold on doing a general harry potter thing if they said okay and then of course there's the there's the different houses and there's the sorting, hats on, and sorting all that. hat they'd be like no we're not doing that nobody knows those references we're not doing. just make that. them
1: do magic things <laughs>
0: uh but i i do you know i like the design of Burnsy's evil castle being the cooling tower i like that that's cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. with like a, a fun little balcony and and i like when he says uh bart uh, he's trying to sell it on him more and bart's like hey hey you made your sale i'm gonna help you destroy her <laughs> uh and so then we get a joke that. again i'm like Uh, oh they'd never do this now and i don't want to see this much of millhouse's naked body you know (laughs) like it's but this is a specific from the series because harry potter in the first book even gets an invisibility cloak that he uses every book to have some shenanigans well speaking
1: of references uh hell's a poppin oh yes the 1941 movie that's right and the broadway musical from the 30s what Uh, a great deep reference that's why it spells a poppin (laughs) very how
0: clever yeah that's millhouse uses the invisibility cloak it leaves him naked in front of everybody he runs off again they say it on the commentary like wow we see his butt way more than you would get away with now in this skinner fortunately covers everyone with forgetful powder so uh this is kind of a re this is them going back to skinner being bad at jokes and wanting people to forget like uh the it's funnier in the gun cocking sound uh (laughs) one in in (laughs) pokebomb but uh but yeah skinner is introducing folks
3: it's just like my dream. <laughs> oh,
4: that was terrible. I'll just sprinkle you all with some amnesia dust. <laughs> A second grade sorcerer is so powerful, she made tonight's refreshments out of dead people. <laughs> Tonight, she'll perform the classic levitating dragon trick.
3: We'll see about that. <laughs>
1: now did uh did Voldemort turn into a dragon was that his deal he controls dragon well he has a horcrux that turns into a
0: snake but dragons no he mm. can he controls a dragon at one point but he doesn't turn into and a dragon. he can't become big no no he again he can, he's definitely control <laughs> giants but he doesn't grow himself okay. no these it's are just wizard stuff guys yeah it's just wizard <laughs> stuff yes, yeah. well also you know as uh they hadn't uh had a live action Voldemort yet at this point Point, and I know some people say, "Ah, but what about at the back of the guy's head at the end of uh, the philosopher's stone?" Movie? I'm always saying that, <laughs> but no, that was a possession. It's not the true one. But uh but Voldemort is actually the reverse of Burns in that he has no nose instead of a very long nose. Oh. But uh but yes, this is just them making up general magic things. Like I guess he turned into a dragon and a big guy, I'd, wouldn't he? I. I did like the, the joke that Skinner
2: had of the second grade sorceress. So powerful. She made tonight's refreshments out of dead people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I also like, I think his outfit is, uh, is supposed to look kind of like the cookie crisp wizard as well. Hmm. I think, but yes, the, the, she really shouldn't have left her wand alone. Like it's, it's kind of a giant leap in logic that like, uh, in the Harry Potter world, you never let go of your wand. You, you You always work the shaft You do
1: to to properly do your
0: magic. You gotta
1: do, you can, Buy one of those wands, and it costs uh, a lot of money at Universal, right? Yep. Yeah, you can, be, and you go through the whole rigmarole, like you go to
0: Ollivander's shop, and he'll sell you the uh, the, the, the wand and now,
1: everything. Henry, you you bought a lightsaber. Yes, I did. Did you ever buy a wand? No, I did okay. not buy a wand. I never. <laughs> I wanted this uh, on the record. I
0: have never bought a, a wand. <laughs> okay. No. By the time by the time I could have bought a wand, I wouldn't have. But yes, I have paid to craft my own lightsaber, and it's right over there yeah i see it's, it every time uh, i'm here uh, yeah I did. I, I
1: did. I don't
2: blame you at all i think i would do the same thing but i think i mentioned you guys before i've been to like six flags and <laughs> that like once and so i have no frame of reference for like amusement parks but the whole galaxy's uh, edge thing i kind of it's enticing me but i you know it's when am i gonna be and those bizarro states of california or
0: florida we'll see uh you know it's 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 fun Tie. it's uh, they got some of my favorite food in the park that ronto roaster is good time. i mean the
1: design is cool but you're also seeing a lot of sunburned dads and strollers that really break the atmosphere
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> i uh, felt like that
1: was probably a given right uh
0: well so lisa is uh well homer's not paying attention that leads to again one of my other favorite jokes in this scene but homer is watching his uh private tv this would just be a Phone now, you know you don't. Your phone can yeah. just do it all. But Lisa tries to do her trick, but she realizes it's not. A, it's not her wand. It's a Twizzler, which I'm glad it's a Twizzler, not licorice. I like it being specifically a Twizzler. But if they if they would have been sent free Twizzlers because of that reference, we would have heard about it. So I don't think they got any free Twizzlers.
2: A lot of like uh, corporate products being mentioned in this episode: <laughs> Lucky Charms, tricks, Twizzlers.
0: Yeah. In the in the current era, they couldn't. They would make something up. They would not show you the box of lucky charms i don't think yeah i i've never liked twizzlers never ever they were so bottom raw i don't like me- most fruit candy i
1: like starburst fine no but- uh, fruit candy's fine but licorice can just go to hell yeah yeah i'm
2: not into licorice and In twizzlers it's just like maybe if it's there
1: but i'm not seeking out no Twizzler. I, I feel like licorice is one of those candies that used to be medicinal, and then they just mm, made it into candy right. after like 1914.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's supposed to make your blood right. Have a licorice.
1: It was passed out to World War One troops. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. This will keep the hysteria under control, so you all stop sounding like women because of the shell shock.
0: It was just full
1: of uh, opium.
2: Uh, you know, of, of all <laughs> of the... cocaine.
0: Of all of the stupid tourist things I did when I visited Chicago last year, including eating the deep dish pizza that no Chicago native actually eats. Uh, I I also was like, well, I heard about this licorice alcohol malort that's only served in Chicago. I got to try it. Disgusting, like so Mm -hmm. bad. The worst...
2: I've had a lot of malort in my life. Uh, I've been going to Chicago my entire life. And also more recently, I have some friends from college who moved out there who have become malort people. It's sort of just like a rite of passage. When you get off the airplane, here's your shot of malort.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know man. this sounds gross, but uh, I've I had a pickle juice shot uh, recently and it was good. Mm. Just straight up brine.
0: Okay, I've heard of these picklebacks being tasty. Yeah, but I I I've had a
2: pickleback. It's been years. I remember thinking it was way better than I expected, but I've not seeked them out since.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know they cut that laugh joke for being too old, but Bart
1: says Shazbot again. I think a lame joke. Upsetting. I mean, yes, uh, Mork and yes. Mindy is not uh, f- fantasy. It's not no. medieval. It's not wizards no i don't
0: why is he saying Mork's catchphrase i don't get it i, I don't get it either uh, but but yeah so in the in this burns wants to suck the essence voldemort just wants to kill harry potter because voldemort is you know he's the hitler of of magicians and he wants to rule like and there's some weird magic destiny crap he was told about that harry potter like is gonna stop him so he has to kill him like all that which i love they make fun of on the commentary too though like at the end of the fourth book they're like Harry, you're the chosen one. It's like, that has been obvious since the, the page one of this thing. <laughs> Why is this a shock? I do kind of like him trying to shake Lisa like a ketchup bottle. That's kind of fun.
1: I mean, the secret is you tap the side of the ketchup bottle. <laughs> Nobody tells you that.
0: <laughs> I'm more of a put a knife in, spin it around kind of guy. That's oh, the, yeah. Contaminate. Put a knife in spin it around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that does. That probably isn't good if you're sharing ketchup, or especially at a diner. Probably not the right thing to do. I never considered that. Yeah, the uh also bart saying this is partly my fault like that's just the repeat of the bart the lover i can't help but feel partly responsible for this mm-hmm. bart gets zapped he stays fried for the rest of the act which is impressive and i think it's a good parody of bad writing that burns has an enchanted shin bone and then monty <laughs> mort is killed by that like that's not too different from how some magical uh things are luckily revealed of like oh my how luckily that this happened he- here, that, uh, the one
1: thing that really saves this for me is uh Slithers eating burns and the stuff. Oh yes. Oh, oh I've
0: got it. I've got it. He's he's working the shaft on this one here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bar, you saved me. Oh sir. In
4: death we shall be together always. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 oh. Bart, let's stop this stupid rivalry. Even if you never become a great sorcerer, you're still an okay brother. Thanks, Lise. Now let's try to forget this nightmare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, every So yeah, the the leprechaun is on his back.
0: They, they I think they said that came in late, like that was a uh, post-color
1: screening. Was there a clover Irish uh, iris out? They did. Irish out. I,
0: it was yeah, you're right, it's not an iris, it's an iris. <laughs> uh but yes, should be an Irish exit. They should just cut don't even have credits, just end the episode. Uh but yes, yeah, Slither's eating Monty Mort is uh it's nice and disturbing. The swallowing
1: yeah. it, uh, along with sobbing noises. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sobbing as he opens his throat up as much as he can and i know harry potter uh, harry potter harry sure probably hated doing this probably but he did a really good job
0: he did he did it uh but so yes then the episode ends with uh, a fun thing with all our guest stars which they said they wanted to do because pierce brosnan didn't get to actually appear as himself in it so this would allow them to do that which again uh pierce is irish so i wonder what he felt about all this leprechaun stuff he had to play off of <laughs>
4: (laughs) Wow, we really get to keep these fruit baskets? Well, they used to give us champagne till somebody ruined it. (laughs) Do they really think he'll do better with fruit? Oh, Mr. Movie Star gets to park right next to the stage. Oh, luck of the draw, I guess. (laughs) Can I give you a ride to your car? Sure, that'd be great. So, where are you parked? Oh, we don't have a car. But I thought you just keep driving boy
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> can I turn on the radio <laughs>
1: And that is accurate to the Fox lot. The one time I was there, uh, that's the exit you take. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing.
0: Like we've uh, it's it's brag time about the time we got to go to one table reading <laughs> on the Fox lot. But yeah, when we were there, the thought fo- like that is how it looked like even 20 or uh, 18 years later. Yeah. And yeah, I swear when they pulled out of there, I was like, oh, that across the street was where me and you and, and your wife waited for the lift to pick us up, to take us back to the airport. <laughs> Like I it was, uh, it was amazing to just see it. it it's unchanged, mm-hmm. uh, though. From that angle, you couldn't see the Nakatomi Plaza that's right by right. the Fox Studios, though. Which uh, that's a secret. I don't know if you know that movie secret, Eric. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Die Hard's Nakatomi Plaza is they filmed it there because Fox owns the building because it's right next to the Fox lot. So well, that makes
2: total sense. That's pretty cool. It's awesome you guys got to do that, and it's actually pretty interesting. And, and uh,
0: credit to the show that they made this accurate to. What <laughs> What the lot was like so it's like oh yeah this is if all these characters are walking the lot of the fox uh, studio while they work on the simpsons i also i love the the discomfort of like oh one guest is more famous than the other and they're like oh mr movie star he's like and the bashfulness on pierce is really funny too i like
1: that. the luck of the draw yes
0: yeah uh, <laughs> though it's something about his car it looks too small there's like a weird mm. like size thing to me i don't know but i guess it is like you know a, a fast little car makes sense yeah but uh, a, a cute ending of bringing back the vomit and stuff to take take us away from the harry potter cuteness you know the adorableness yeah. of all the harry potter references
1: uh, yeah like i don't mind that it's harry potter uh, i guess that uh, it, it kind of sucks now but uh, <laughs> yes, it just yes. yeah it is too cutesy and things like shazbot and things like the, the cut laugh in parody which i i will ding it for that even though they didn't put it on the final episode <laughs> it feels a little sweaty and you know what this would have been funnier if they had just done like a super uh, concise parody of like the first book or something but clearly they were worried that people wouldn't know what this was so it's just generic wizard shit
0: yeah so it's kind of stuck in the middle it's like you know it's not too crazy for boys town too much for boy for crazy town like, yeah it's like go all the way with your harry potter parody but they didn't have the confidence and plus the movie wasn't out yet so they couldn't count on like well we can make r- film specific references which obviously al Jean of the critic would love to do you mm-hmm. can't do that yet who would assume a bunch of adults would have read a children's book at that time? Now again, obviously, we can all assume. But yeah, I it it sucks that it has that final segment always left a, such a bad taste in my mouth in one. And again, probably I'm also just dealing with everything being different now in a post 9/11 world. But <laughs> but I in uh, in the past gave this more judgment and negativity than I should have just because I found the Whiz Kids segment kind of weak. The other two are great. They're great segments. And Pierce Brosnan is a great guest. Like this, this is a good tree. It is 66% a really, really good treehouse. And uh and I can't let the final third pull it down.
1: Yeah, and that middle segment, it is uh I think it's in my top ten treehouse of horror segments. It's yeah. just Pierce is so great, it's so snappy and funny. There's that great run of jokes when they're selecting the voices, just like five <laughs> a killer jokes in a row mm-hmm. that I love. Uh Eric, any final thoughts about this episode?
2: Well, I think I agree with you guys completely. I think the first segment is is pretty fun I think the second segment is a home run and then the last segment it kind of just withers out yeah I mean Pierce Brosnan as as a HAL type of entity in a house it's It's a lot
0: of fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? One last note that in the credits, rare thing they do, but they clarify that Dennis Miller was impersonated by (laughs) Dan Castellaneta because I think they were worried (laughs) Miller could take that joke the wrong way and actually try to sue the show. So they do tons of impersonations; they are not usually worried about, but this
1: one, they're like, "No, let's we gotta let people know Hmm. it's a parody." It was just such a good uh, impersonation, (laughs) cha cha. (laughs) But Eric, uh, we're a big fan of you and everything you do. week. Hate yeah movies please let everyone know what's going on with we hate movies and where we can find you online and all that good stuff
2: sure um you know just whmpodcast.com we hate movies you could search search it in anywhere chat chat and uh you could you know just start with a movie you know and 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 maybe you'll come on this fun kind of improv journey with us i also host a, a show that's updated very irregularly and maybe one day uh the talking simpsons crew could come on and talk tj hooker Ooh, we'd love to i'd love to that would be amazing and it's i would love like i feel like i want to get more guests on there but it's so haphazard when <laughs> we record these things we mentioned at the top of our latest episode maybe it's an episode or two ago now it's called we're up to season four episode three pursuit aka hot pursuit we mentioned how my co-host ben worcester just had a child and just had covid so we had a big delay <laughs> of releasing episodes because of those two monumental things um <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but it's we go through tj hooker episode by episode which is a fascist 1980s cop show (laughs) that ran co-current to remington steel by the way and it's just fun nonsense you can find it at tjhookerpodcast.com but yes we have movies we're probably going on the road this spring or summer to be determined hopefully we get some good news so yeah just keep your eyes peeled if you're on the west coast i think we're doing west coast again but we'll see
1: cool
0: awesome man no and yeah we we love all your stuff we i was i really loved the star trek uh generations one recently that was a really good
2: one. Oh, thank you so much yeah that was on our nexus podcast we usually recap uh uh tos and tng back to back every month on our patreon of we hate movies and by the way i want to plug my twitter account because i feel like i'm grossly under followed but i mean maybe it's on <laughs> maybe it's maybe i don't deserve to be followed but it's eric s z y s z k a that
1: is my number one source of zapruder film jokes yes thank you. absolutely
0: (laughs) i do a lot of shit posting if people enjoy that it's it's good stuff yes no we (laughs) we we always love having you on eric thank you so much yes thank you eric thank you for inviting me on this is always a pleasure and i had a
2: ton of fun today i mean where else do i get my blood alcohol to (laughs) (laughs) 1.15 before 3 p.m
1: we have that effect on people (laughs) Thanks again to Eric Siska for being on the show. We love, we hate movies. Please check out everything he does over there. As for us if you want to check out more of what we do and get all these podcasts one week at a time and ad free. Please go to patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. Sign up there for five bucks a month. You get just that, but also access to over a hundred of our mini series episodes and also access to our ongoing monthly mini series about both Futurama and King of the Hill. That's right. Talking Futurama and Talking of the Hill are our newest $5 Patreon mini series. They happen every month. You can only hear those behind the five dollar paywall at patreon.com slash talking simpsons there's a ten dollar level as well when you sign up for that you get access to all of the five dollar stuff naturally but also access to one make long podcast once a month only for patrons of that level or higher and what is that henry bob is talking about the what
0: a cartoon movie podcast now you a monthly podcast called what a cartoon where we on the free feed and on the patreon go deep into an animated series just like we do with the simpsons and we at the end of each month cover an animated feature film insanely in-depth, often over four hours, sometimes over five hours long. Recent ones last month have been South Park the movie, bigger, longer, and uncut the month before that. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and this month Pinocchio, the Disney Golden Age Classic. What an enticing mix of films we talk about. We have over three years worth of them. I would dare say 220 hours worth at that $10 level of premium podcasts that you get access to, in addition to all of the $5 things Bob just mentioned. If you go to patreon.com slash talking Simpsons, you can see that we have covered a wide range of movies from Akira to a Goofy Movie and so many more in between.
1: Please check it all out at Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. So as for me, I've been one of your hosts, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. And I have another podcast by the way. That podcast is called Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast about old video games. Find that wherever you find podcasts or go to Patreon.com slash Retronauts. Sign up there for two full-length bonus episodes every month. And Henry, what about you? You can follow me
0: on Twitter at H-E-N n-e-r-e-y-g stay up to date with my life by follow me there and if you're going to follow that on twitter please follow the official twitter account of this podcast at Talk Simpsons Pod. Whenever new stuff goes live on the free feed or on the Patreon, or if we've got stuff going on in our lives, you learn about it first if you follow at Talk Simpsons Pod on Twitter. And of course, if you want an easy collection of all the free episodes of this podcast, please go to Talking Simpsons for that and tons of other information on us if
1: you're dying to know it. Talking Simpsons Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll see you again next week as our season three revisit begins with Stark Raving Dad and We'll see you then,
3: Ah, Carl. Let me die first. I couldn't bear to watch you die.
1: Well, okay, but hurry up. Oh, Mo! They're dead, and it's all my fault!
4: When did that happen?